Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. There's nothing else to say. It's spoiler cast. You know who's here for the show. We don't need to do anything fancy with it. And you know who's going to be here. I know it. You've been waiting for it. Let's just start because that's we can't waste time. Steel Series sponsors the show. We'll thank the patrons at the end. We're good, right? We're good? Good. Yeah. Yeah, Sly's here. You know him. Ethis is here. Ollie Ho. You know him. I'm Got here. Him. You don't care. So let's just let's just start. Okay, that sounds good to me. So, the show's spoiler cast. We're not waiting two weeks. We're only doing one because waiting two is impossible. I think most of us would agree, except for Ethis, who could probably use another week to mull over everything. I could use like another six. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you can mull over it all as you get more accustomed to the Eden lore we're going to get next week. Great. Good. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. All right, so I want one phrase to capture how you felt by the end of it all. And since Ethis is the one people care about most, we'll, we'll let one, it One phrase? One phrase. If you could sum it all up in uh... one phrase. Can I just refer to like relatable Uriage face palms? Yeah. With head in his hands, just like. Uh, 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 is he uh, is he the new Picard meme? Uh, yeah. He's something. Um, I'd be happy with that. He's certainly something. Yeah. Now that's that's how I felt like a lot of the way through, a lot of the way through. And keep in mind, it's not like face palm like. Like, yeah, uh, it's like brain, it's like, brain hurts. Yeah. Like, let me process this kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 All right, Sly. What about you? One phrase. Sum it all up. The fuck? Yeah, that's accurate. That's definitely yeah. accurate. I had uh, I had two words, and everyone on the stream thought they were going to be holy shit or the fuck or goddamn or whatever. No, it's just... Uh, by the end of it all, all I could think was rematch time. <laughs> That's all I could. Th I'm already thinking about what the next steps because after all of that, I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> That's another two words. Yeah, another two words could be Rip Gaius now. No, <laughs> no, no, not again. Around. You guys seriously think Gaius is unkillable, all right? Don't get me started on that, all right? <laughs> you think he's going to die to this one? He'll be the second person well, Astinian is dragged away. Minos and Gaius, who would win? He'll, he'll get, like, cut in half, and then he'll be like, you know what? No, I'm still too fucking angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's his MO. He gets too angry to die. Yeah. I don't think whole... I will die this time either, actually. No. 
But that's uh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves on that. But that was after mm. all of it. I had absorbed it all, and then that happened. I'm like, oh, mm. oh, okay. We're gonna have to take that to the next step. Mm. All right. So Shadowbringers story, man. <laughs> How do we fit this into a roughly two-hour show, gentlemen? Mm. Is it even possible? I don't know if it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think you can sum it up in like thirty seconds. All right. Honestly. Well, I did ask you for that phrase, but give me that summer. Give me that thirty-second summary right now. All right. So, <laughs> Grahat here comes to Riange, right, and he's like, "I need you to help me pull off the sickest prank." <laughs> <laughs> It is going to be so good. It is going to be so fucking funny. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the Warrior of Light, right? We're going to drag him to another world. You're going to feed him some bullshit about how, like, you've seen the future. And and actually, I'm from the future. And he's not even going to know that I'm Grahatia. Like, he's not. He's, there's no way he'll know. He won't figure it out. And then we're going to make him fight all these light ones. And then I'm going to steal all the light. And, uh, I kill myself. <laughs> and then Riyaje is like, oh shit, that'd be so good. All right, dude. All right, dog. Let's do it. Um, and then uh, two, 200 years in the alternate future where we're dead, um, uh, Biggs's great great grandson is Tony Stark and is like, oh, we got to go back in time. We, we got to get all the all the infinity stones again and uh, <laughs> bring back the warrior light. And then, and then 12,000 years ago, we've got, we've way got, more than 30 seconds, man. What do you, we got Emmett, Emmett. So it's like, <clears throat> all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to steal the time machine. We're going to go back in time. We're going to get all the infinity stones. <laughs> what just, what even happened to you just there? What was it? That's, that's the whole, that's, that's the story. That's to you. That's it. That's that's it. This is the FFCU. That's Shadowbringers. The FFCU. Yeah. <laughs> the FFFU at this point. All right. So we got to start somewhere. Mm. And luckily they send us to the first pretty fucking quick. So we really don't have to mess around much and talk much about the, the trench. Although it's kind of underwhelming under the Crystal Tower. I'm like, oh, it's literally just like rock. A trench. It's a trench. It's exactly what you'd think it would be. There's nothing special or anything going on down there. There's, there's just some shit that Nero threw in fucking three expansions ago, and now we're using it as a means. Well, nope. Nope, it's not. But the beacon? Mm-hmm. It's not Nero's. We thought it was. When we saw it, we thought it was. Oh, but then when you... The Ironworks yeah. logo on it. It's the future Ironworks yeah. logo. It's not the present Ironworks logo. Yeah, it's the so it's thing. actually a beacon that they made in that future, and like sent, specifically yeah. um, as a means of bringing us into that place at that time with our body intact. So that's the reason why the Scions didn't have their bodies intact because they didn't have this little Deus Ex Machina that um, they tossed out there for us. Wish Graha had been explained that a little bit more intently before all this went down. 
Yeah. He maybe forgot after a hundred years of trying yeah. to figure that shit out, but he didn't forget anything. He just kept refusing to explain anything to us. It he's, was really annoying. He's just like, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, and we're just like, you just tell me something. <sighs> I know who you are. Like I know what's going on. Oh. oh man. Uh so we get sent to the first and uh shit goes south pretty quick once we get there. They don't waste any time letting you know why this is a bad place to be right now. Which is good considering after all the live letters, you know, and all the the fan fest. We kind of already know. You know? And they really want us to get the point home. So much so, they kill the first person we see. <laughs> Literally dies. I'm like, oh, cool, that guy. And then they're like, he's dead. Yeah. Well, he won't be at the end of the expansion to save us anymore, so... Uh... Nope. Uh, <laughs> I miss that guy, too. He's, he's just as yeah. jovial as he was back on the source. So, Ethis. This sucks. I want yes. you to kind of direct the things you want to talk about most here. <laughs> and I want you to try to do uh, it in as close to uh, sequential order from when we get to the first mm -hmm. to some of the hypest moments we've had in Final Fantasy XIV's story. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, it doesn't really start to get crazy for me until we get to Ilmeg. I was... Pretty fucking scary. I mean, Tesslene is kind of my first. You know, I think it's everyone's yeah. first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. T Tesslene was definitely the most disturbing thing we've ever seen in the game. And I was, uh, man, it it did a really good job of setting the stakes for us. But like, I I physically flinched seeing that. That was so awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was really... Uh, uh, uh. The only disappointing thing is it's the only, like, major transformation we see. Like, we never have to witness yeah. anyone else go through, like, the horror of it. Like, we just get these quick kind of, ah, respawn. That's true, but, like, after that, every time you see the, um... I don't know what to call them, like, the, the chrysalis, like, the, the eggs. Yeah. The cinnator eggs. Every time I see mm -hmm. those now, I'm just like... You see and, the whole uh, cutscene play yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was really, really effective because, I mean, we've seen people getting like tempered and people transforming and stuff like that before. And it just hasn't had anywhere near that kind of impact, has it? No, not even yeah. remotely. So I think between that and again, the death of the merchant, like coming right out of the gate, did such a good job of kind of setting the stakes. Um, and sending the, I guess, the sort of uh, pace, if you will. Mm -hmm. Let's just know the light's bad. Mm, they're real bad. It is bad. Because they do explain it before when they're explaining the end at Journey's end. Because mm -hmm. yeah. all those people are there essentially to die. Because they're going to mm -hmm. transform, but then they eat, they, you know, they kill themselves. Pretty much before they'll actually transform, as they describe, usually with poison in a final meal. Mm -hmm. Which is a hell of a way to go. Which, by the way, um, that's an interesting thing after the story's done. 
Because if you do talk to some of them, they think that they can, you know, they'll be okay. In a sense, they're not convinced they're actually going to no, suffer they that are fate. Okay. They're not, they're not going to turn. They, they, they can like talk again. They can um, talk again, but they're still not, they're not like all the way sold on the fact that they're better. Like wait, some, wait, wait. No, but they talk again. Yeah. Like, are you speaking for Halric? Because he, he just gasps. He just gasps. Yeah. But, okay. but he's, uh, he's no longer catatonic. Like they're starting to recover. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Which is so good. Cause I was like, if that, if that fucking kid dies, if something happens to him after what Tesla did, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> Well, Same. he doesn't get to die. It's interesting because because uh, Alice actually says that if she can have hope for Halric, that she still has hope for Gabo. Back on the source, yeah. 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 And that's the first thing I thought when we saw Halric. I was like, oh shit, she's found another Gabo. Yeah, Gabo. Yeah. So mm. that I'd say the Amarang portion was bigger, but I mean, at the same time, Alpha Note does. We do get, I guess, a, a first hand. Uh, I guess image of how Yulmore is run as well, because we do get to see mm-hmm. Vothry if you when you follow the Alphano uh, path, mm-hmm. you get to see inside Yulmore and very begrudgingly not be able to fucking attune there. Which I found that Yulmore chapter really, really weird, just Why? for the fact that we were able to walk out when all was said and done. It's like we've got the Yulmorans right. chasing us for the rest of the story, particularly Ranji, and being like, oh shit, the Yulmorans are coming. We've got to run. We've got to go quick. We've got to get out of here. But in the first point, yeah, Vothri is too, too stupid to realize that he'd been insulted, but like the guards didn't try and stop us. Like we just walked out and it was like, all right, okay, bye. To be fair, to be fair, we did the same thing in 2.5. Yeah. And it was. And everybody just like, you know what? I <laughs> when, you, when you go back to the towns and they're just like, hey, you're the bad guy. And they're like, you're the bad guy. But like, you know what? I'm going to miss the other way. You're not here. Yeah. It made, it made more sense in 2.5, though, because no one believed that we were guilty in 2.5. We already had the, the reputation. We were the champion of the people. Whereas in Yulmore, like, we're fucking no one. And we've just insulted their, their gods in front of all of them. And then just like dropped the mic and walked out. And everyone was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Not only that, we took someone he was in the process of punishing. Yeah. And just took and Vothry's, them out. And like, I'm going to kill them. While we're like walking down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, see ya. Bye-bye. He was so just that so was stunned. We stunned him. Alphano stunned him with his words. I mean, it makes it makes sense later um, when you realize like why people are just completely transfixed on on him um, when he's like having his tantrum, like like everyone like they can't move, right? I guess is the only way you can really explain it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it explains why the guards just have no reaction because he's not. He's not telling them to do anything. They have like yeah. their their free yeah. will is is compromised. Like they have it, but like it's within mm-hmm. a certain constraint. Like his his kind of version of free will. They have it until he has a tantrum. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Know, I found both the starting chapters pretty. Listen, it was better than actually. You know, the Fordola scene in Stormblood was a pretty good half. Like when you split off and go in two different directions. There, the Fordola introduction. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
One yeah. day, one day she'll matter again. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of a story. <laughs> She and Aaron Vault have been busy, apparently. Yeah, well, it's not not in my game. They haven't been <laughs> in mm. in, a, in a little excerpt on the website. Yes, they have been very busy, just not in my game. So you say Ilmeg, not even really, mm. not even seeing like the Exarch, you know, actually head out and you know stop Ranjit and saving Minifilia, no. which we now know her name is Reen. I mean, that, that, that was cool, but it was stuff that we kind of already knew was going to happen. Stuff that we already knew about. It was like, oh, okay, all right. That makes sense. But it wasn't anything like, oh, shit, okay, wow, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, the first the first foray into Amarang was okay. It's just when you mm. get back mm. is is when it kind of felt a little more important to me. Mm. So, well, yeah. let's let's talk about Minfilia because that that actually that was like reasonably important. The the, the idea like yeah. so Minfilia's basically been acting as an Asian on the firsts in order to keep the the hope alive. Um, she's been basically taking possession of these little girls and transforming them and fighting against the Sin Eaters like over and over and over and over again. Um, for a hundred years, and it's only with Reen she's like, "Fuck it, I don't want to keep doing this. Um, I, I, I don't like the moral implications of taking these little girls' lives away from them." Um, so she's still like, her essence is still in Reen, but she's like taking a backseat. She's not in control, um, and she's letting Reen sort of pilot if you will, um, because she wants her to be able to make her own decisions and, and basically come to a, a point where she can decide when the time comes, whether she's capable of doing this herself or whether she wants Minfilia to take over like she's taken over all the other ones. Um, but I thought that was, that was kind of interesting and, and, and an interesting sort of dilemma for us is like, oh, shit, Minfilia is kind of just the same as an ass now. Like, she's got different ends but the means of like possessing people and taking their will away from them is is totally the same yeah and it's uh it's a pretty big realization because the girl still calls herself minfilia even though it's not mm -hmm. minfilia speaking it's her essence mm -hmm. the girl is still referring to herself as such because at this point that's all she's known because she doesn't she doesn't have a life mm -hmm. it's just yeah. taken from her they all never had a life yeah even though even though she's got her will, she's had this role like imposed upon her ever since she was identified as containing this essence. And on top of that, you have to deal with Thancred's personal pain in all of this. Because mm -hmm. we all know how ever since we ever since Minfilia left and he was like he lost all hope that she'd ever mm -hmm. come back. Mm -hmm. Uh he's kind of struggled with that, in a sense, and now his struggles are much more uh I guess directed mm -hmm. outward, mm -hmm. and towards the. Uh, I guess he just just doesn't know how to how to act. Like he's mm -hmm. angry. He's a terrible he's, dad. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 dad thread, or dad cred, yeah. or whatever the fuck you want to call him. Uh, but yeah, see that's that's what I'm saying. Like you want to jump right to Ill Meg, and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there was some. Some pretty big parts to hell. They spent fucking an hour in the Secrarium explaining how we could yeah. go back and forth from the source. 
Yeah, not really. It wasn't an hour, but explain that we explain that we can. Yeah, oh, that yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, so time won't time won't flow different. They mm-hmm. get the the uh, Feol could go back and get your things for you. So all your inventory's mm-hmm. here. Your mm-hmm. retainers are here. He's just like, it all works. It just does because you're special. It just does. All right, it's fine. <laughs> Well, it's it's more like you've got a really uh, strong soul, and you traveled in a straight line, and there's there's you, you make like a like a pathway that can be observed through the rifts, and if the fairy attunes to you, then she can like see that path and follow it, and like don't worry about it, it's fine. <laughs> it's cool. Even All Tataru, right. when you go back to her at the end of the story, she's like, yeah, so yeah, your your fairy friend at least gave me, you know. A, a rundown. I thought you'd be gone longer because mm-hmm. you know time flowing, you know mm-hmm. that whole thing. And and that was explained basically like you know there's some kind of weird orbit of the two worlds through the the um uh through the chaos and they're currently just kind of like aligned conveniently for the first time in however long they're they're on the same kind of like time wave. Which is weird after seeing the whole, like Emmett Selk's diagram in the Crystarium, like how all the shards were were disappearing and everything, and seeing the position of the first and of the source. It's kind of mm. weird looking at it that, that way. Mm. I, I don't think we can look at that diagram like and think of that too literally, though. That's the problem. It's like we we've had some people saying, okay, the thirteenth um, is is sort of at like you know, 11 o'clock if we're at 12 o'clock on the source. Right. Um, and, you know, the furthest one away then would be like the six or the seven. It seems that they're all like flowing and overlapping and just complete fucking chaos. Um, but sometimes they'll sort of, a couple of them will kind of like drift closer together. Well, there's extra space now, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was yeah. thinking, like, yeah, well, uh, there's all this extra yeah. room thanks to all these calamities we've had. So that was a bit of a that was a bit of a headache. Um but again, I thought it was funny. We haven't known. <laughs> I, I thought yeah. it was funny that they were like because they told us they would explain it, and then they literally just spent like the first hour of him just being like, Yeah, listen, all these things. Don't worry about it. Probably the most important thing is the introduction of Feol, who ends up being mm. very major in terms of her mm-hmm. role throughout mm-hmm. everything, which is uh, how we eventually get to, as you were mentioning, Ilmeg, where mm-hmm. we learn that the Fey are fucking assholes, <laughs> as we knew they would be. We knew they would be. Oh, yeah. So the, I literally, we walk into the zone, they're like, ah, you gotta play our game. We're bored. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> they're not elementals though like we were kind of expecting him to be mm-hmm. um so at, at least according to novrantian folklore all of the fey folk are basically undead yeah the the pixies are uh the souls of dead children mm-hmm. um the fua uh dead drowned um and the I don't think they explain the Numo, but they're probably dead dogs. <laughs> I don't fucking know. 
Like if you look at is the that, way, uh, okay, I'm gonna ask you: Is that just a personal wish right now because of all the barking, or is that? I mean, yeah, that's it. That's that's a good thought. No, but they're just like, oh, people, people. I can so I can make people happy. Patronage, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patronage. And also, uh, another thing to mention is um, the. The Numo have been around for a pretty long time. They were around before the before the the flood. The flood. So mm, the, yeah. were the Fae, Do you know if the Fay and the Foth pre-exist uh, predate the flood or not? No, they they were not. I mean, they do predate it, but they weren't in Ilmeg. Um, yeah. So Ilmeg was originally um, the lands of Vobert. Vobert. Mm-hmm. And you can still see the ruins of. Vobert and Vobertenberg uh, in the north. The lake, the Fuar, uh, filled in the valley when they showed up. And they were like, all right, this is, this is ours now. Cool. Um, it was basically just like all these different kind of fey races ended up there. And then they had to find a way to sort of peacefully coexist um, and defend themselves against, uh, against the, uh, the Sin Eaters. So they made this pact and basically gave their power to uh, a, a, a king, effectively. And the irony of that, the king slew a light warden and became a light warden. Yeah. The, the, the energy passed on to their king and they got locked away. Yeah. A.K.A. A titanium. Yeah. It, re- yeah. it, re- it reasserts that on, if your case you're wondering, Titania's card reasserts that you know, she defeated a light warden and then was sealed away, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, um, if you wonder about yeah. any of the triple triad cards, I'm sure I'll have plenty of them. <laughs> the rest of them just describe the origins of each light warden and what their name means, pretty yeah. much. Uh, like Eros being a bunch of creatures caught in the same ether simultaneously mm-hmm. upon the, the, the flood happening and... Mm-hmm. A name means love or something. I don't remember. You probably already know what all their names mean because it's you. They they all mean like different forms of uh, of Hanelic love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like philia is brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Philia becoming the origin for, well, you know, philia. Um, yeah. uh, the the kind of suffix. Um, what what were the other ones we've got? Eros. Uh, Eros is erotic love. It says romantic love, but erotic love I like better. It's erotic love. Um, and what was the other one? Storage is familial love. Yes, there you go. Yeah. I'm looking at it, so. <laughs> I, I could reaffirm all of them. I don't have... Um, and then Innocence and Titania. Actually, you know, I don't yeah. think it mentions which what the name of the Light Warden Titania slew was. Which I'm sure if you know, there's I'm sure you could just dig through enough words and probably find one that would match at yeah. some point. Um, so we, we did establish with um Titania though, which I thought was kind of interesting that uh, if you have a strong enough will, you will maintain some semblance of your character or personality after um being transformed into a light one. We do see that in at multiple. I mean, even with um, Tesseline, right after she's transformed, she po- she apologizes before mm. you know she's willed mm-hmm. away, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that in some of the role quests, you do get more dialogue that suggests. I mean, the I mean, yeah. you did the physical one, so you kind of understand how 
yeah. they all probably work. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's some like ghost of their personality still kind of like guiding their motivations in a way. Yeah, and uh, but yeah. it's completely tainted by mm-hmm. all that. Um, especially in the case of Renda Ray, who tries to rebuild her kinship, in a sense, <laughs> yeah, by transforming all their yeah. yeah, pretty much. That the the tank one I liked a lot better. You haven't, if you haven't done it yet, it goes into a little bit more about Volbert. Okay. So it's uh, mm. it was it was it was really it was it was really good, and I'm gonna do the healer one probably after stream, and then I gotta level a caster, and because mm. I gotta see that final one based on what happens mm. throughout the rest of the story now. Especially dialogue you have with Ardbert later in the story. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to see that. Um, so can we can we talk about the first moment in Ilmeg that I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Because, I mean, there are a lot of cool story beats, like, leading up to this. Yeah. But this is the first point where I was like, all right, there are things that we've known or thought we've known about the lore, about, like, the the basic laws that govern the way that Heidelin works and the way that this universe works. That You're talking about seems, when we got to Urian Jay's house? Yeah, seems like they were basically wrong. Yeah, yeah, Urian Jay talking about astral numbral. It's like they don't have words for astral numbral here, but the way we talk about umbral being associated with, with darkness, that's, that's basically light for them. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. So we've always thought on the source that like, Light is the the good, uh, the good um, uh, pole basically. Like like uh, ether that is aspected towards the the light pole is is kind of productive, um, and umbral or dark is is just purely destructive. And we kind of think about it on those terms like creation and destruction, um, or like you know life and death. Um, right. And it seems that they actually have very, very different qualities. That light is um, is static, and darkness is like erratic. It's it's active. It's like passive and active. Mm-hmm. Um, so Riyadh Jay is like everything that we thought we've known about ethereal polarity could be completely wrong. Um, and these attributes that we've thought that light and darkness possessed are completely wrong. Um, and that it's not about good and evil. It's not about like construction and destruction. It's not even so much about order and chaos. It's about like movement and stasis. And he comes to this conclusion that the way uh, this eighth umbral calamity was going to happen. Oh, astral calamity. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the thing. Like suddenly calling them umbral calamities is is almost like ridiculous. Kind of giving them that that category. Um, but the way this calamity was going to happen, and the way that uh, Black Rose was going to work, is that uh, Black Rose kind of freezes the flow of ether. Um, in all living things and, and even like in the land itself. Um, and that is a quality of, of light. And that's basically what causes the flood of light and what causes that wasteland, what causes basically the waves to stop flowing off the coast of 
uh, of collusion is the fact that it just like restricts any any movement. So basically, you're stopping people's veins from uh, having ether flow through them. You're stopping people's hearts from beating, and and people die that way. Um, to uh, to the black rose, um, and that's what a light aspect of calamity looks like. Is that everything just freezes? So chat brings up something fairly interesting. Um about black mage in regards mm-hmm. to the fact that astral fire is the aether leaving the body in a sense and umbral ice mm-hmm. is the ether restoring the body mm-hmm. which again is kind of the op it's kind of more in line with the chart in the first in a sense yes that's true but we've always thought about that as basically balancing the ether in our own body yeah it's like okay we're using astral fire okay so we have to bring it back into polarity by using umbral and ice, we need to use a different element of a different pole to make sure that our own body's ether isn't going out of whack and we're going to explode into a fireball uh, and, and die, basically, is the way we thought about That's it. That's level 90 ability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the way that uh, basically etherologists and scholars on the source have always understood how that works. Um, but now it's like, okay, well, umbra aspected stuff moves slower or doesn't move at all, depending on how like far towards that pole is. Whereas astral is very like quick moving. Um, sorry, sorry. Whereas, uh, uh, again, even I'm getting confused now, um, because we think we got astral and umbral backwards. Yeah. So, so, so light is slow. Light is restrictive. Light is static. And then darkness, which we kind of describe as, as umbral on the source, has the opposing quality, right? Yeah. So the seventh umbral calamity was darkness aspected. Yes. Which they confirm in Emmett's little thing. Yeah. But, but that is why the ether went so fucking crazy and why we started getting these... Um, these explosions of over-aspected crystals and stuff like that because the the ether was running through the land too fast and and in too great quantity. It's kind of like having having a blood thinner for the planet and then kind of cutting it, Um, which is why this description through the end of Stormblood of, of a thinning of the ether was not a good explanation because it seems that it was like coagulating um if it's leaning towards light it's like it's it's thickening like it's slowing down it's congealing it's congested um and that's the problem whereas i don't know about you guys like intuitively you'd think thinning would be the opposite right yeah if you're They're thinking kind of, of the, if you're thinking of the world like like a vessel, like a blood vessel, yeah, in a sense, yeah, which is kind of how we have to think of it now, um, yeah. So we were looking at thinning, and we're like, oh, we're running out of ether. Is it like draining away? Like what's happening? But no, it was like it was clotting, um, and that's the quality of light. That's what transforms people into sin eaters. That's what causes uh, the flood of light. Um, that's what we're dealing with. Well, what if it's just like a clot in the system and you're just on the other side of the clot so there's less flow? 
Mm-hmm. But that could mean just thinning in terms of quantity, not in terms of like actual. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what they were kind of referring to. But I think I think the important like take home is that all of the experts on the source were kind of like looking at the wrong thing and, and have been for thousands and thousands of years, um, kind of attributing the wrong qualities to light and darkness and astral numbral. I can't wait for them to come back to the first and share all this with the scholar. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like that blew my fucking mind. And and Aurel is like, yeah, that's interesting. Like, that's, <laughs> that's well, to be fair, he's also okay. speaking to a bunch of people he assumes doesn't care. Well, he's speaking to a, a bunch of people that have PhDs in ethereal sciences. And still don't care when he explains things. <laughs> As your favorite line from Orion J in the entire story would uh, would describe. Yeah, it's disappointing. Mm. Was, but that for me, like every everything leading up to this point was like, oh, okay, all right, sweet. We got some exposition, we got some dialogue, we got some story, 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 story. And then Orion J starts talking about metaphysics, and I'm like, hold up, hold the fuck up. Just gonna throw that in there real quick. <laughs> Oh my god. See, up to this point, Aloha, what the hell are you meowing at? He's just yowling from the other room because he wants me to come get him. Uh, I mean, up to this point, I like how the metaphysics are the first thing because at this point, some pretty crazy shit's been happening already. I mean, we just got chased out of Lakeland by the Yulmorans mm-hmm. after we tried to, you know, stage a rescue mission where the Crystal Exarch just stops Ranji. Uh, do we ever see him get away? We just assume that's a that's a, a glamour of him that can cast a spell because he's they're not gonna let him walk away. And what the exile? Yeah, he's pretty close to the tower in Lakeland. I assume that he can just like teleport, teleport around. Teleport, yeah. probably. Yeah. Ranji just looks at him and is like, "What now?" And he's like, "I'm leaving." I <laughs> We don't see him leave, and he's just like, "Well, I'm not gonna fight you. See, that's dude. that's I've done all I need to do." And then mm-hmm. Ranjit just looks at you, and be like, "I'm gonna get him." <laughs> People got so mad about Ranji. Um, about what? Being, just about him being so tough. Oh, like like well, Zeno's okay. levels of tough. Uh, yeah. Well, he wasn't really that. Well, he wasn't well, Zeno's okay. levels of tough, but he was pretty tough. What is Ranji? I want to classify him as a summoner because of Gukamots, but mm. no, he's a beastmaster. Fuck it. He's a he's a terror slaver. Yeah, pretty much. You have okay. a look at your Dragoon AF, your AF4. It's called Terror Slaver. Um, so Dragoons on the first, their equivalent is basically this ancient art of enslaving dragons, and I guess like binding their essence to to yours something like that it's kind of like in the same way that um that graha has fused himself with the crystal tower it seems like ranji has enslaved this dragon and done the fusion dance with it yeah pretty much and after uh i guess exposure to the vothri plus his sheer number of you know, battles and hours and days and years and everything. 
that he's kind of put yeah. his body through. I'm not really all that surprised someone's strong. After Zeno is artificially imbuing himself with an Echo, mm. realistically, I'm not too surprised someone on the first can contend. And he also doesn't contend for nearly as long or nearly as much as Zenos does. He's just clearly better than yeah. everyone else. But yeah. I, it, but the battle doesn't end when you chip away 5% of his health. <laughs> like with Zenos, where you beat him for 10 minutes. He's like, all right, 5% of my health is gone. <laughs> yeah, you're not just missing him constantly. And he's eventually, he's not even a dungeon boss at any point. He eventually just solo his ass. <laughs> mm. He's just like... Oh. Everyone was terrified of him. Like, all of the Crystarium people, all the silence, they were terrified of him. And I thought that was really cool. Gotta have someone who's like, you know, a contender. Yeah, someone who's scary. Because as soon as we showed up, it was like, all right, the light ones, like they're, they're not scary anymore. We just need to find them. And Ranjit's like, oh, what's up? Let's go. <laughs> I mean, even in Ill Meg, you get he's like the, the fairies are trying to the fae are trying to play games with him, and he's just like. That's not going to work. That's really, really not going to work with me. So can we stop fucking playing games? He wasn't even phased by all the shit that was going on. Because you get to see... I'd say the only other really terrifying thing is what the face start doing to the Yulmorans. After you <laughs> yeah, slay but, Titania. We, the we knew appears. Like, yeah, we knew about that before. Like, if you did some quests, you knew oh, that. Oh, yeah. They mm -hmm. were responsible for all the, the leafmen you see around Ilmec. I mean, we even knew yeah. that back... We knew that even before. Like I remember your Il Meg tour mentions mm. Mm. that. I was like, "Oh shit, is that no? That couldn't be." <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. That part was fucking scary, man. Yeah. <laughs> that part was creepy as shit. Well, Except for the new Mo, who are like, eh. <laughs> if you know any, well, even them kind of scary. If well, you know well, any of like your Gaelic folklore, you know that you don't you don't fuck with the Fae. No. Mm. Nope. That's why they made a very a very strong point that these are these are not like anything from Eorzea. They are they are going to ruin you. Which <laughs> is mm -hmm. why fighting Titania. Yeah, these are not sylphs. <laughs> it was kind of weird because you'd think Titania would probably play it, that those those aspects a little bit more. She was they tried to make her creepy as hell too when they first introduced her. Mm, but she yeah. doesn't do any of those type of things when you're fighting her. She just you know she grows stuff and. You know, mm. she beats you with fey magic, but mm -hmm. she doesn't trans she doesn't try to transform <laughs> your party members into fucking hedges to be cut. Now the one thing I did I like she, about they're genderless. It's just a habit yeah. because of their voice. True. The one thing I did like about Titania was that they did play up to the whole midsummer night dream thing with the ads. With yeah. Peace Blossom, Puck, and Mustard Seed. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool to say Puck there, but I was like, I wish Puck had a bigger role, honestly. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Nah. I did kind of, I kind of did too. A little bit. Was I, was I the only one that when we beat Titania and Feol was like, nah, you could become like this immortal fae and just like give up on your quest and just like hang out here and kind of like fuck with people. and But you don't want to do that. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Did, did, you just, did you just presume um, to know what I want? A little bit. I felt I feel what you're feeling. Yeah. I felt a little bit that way. I'm like, wait, did you are you 
Wait, I'll take this off of your hands. Thank you so much. You can go yeah. back. Did yeah, you just say I'm immortal? I can go deal with all this gown. shit. You don't want to have to wear this beautiful gown and these beautiful shoes and just like sit here in the castle and just like mess with adventurers all day. Ah, you got better things to do. I'm like, bitch, I would be fabulous. You didn't, even, you didn't even give me a chance to respond, Fail. It's putting words in my mouth. Well, that's very much like Feol, and also very much like the Warrior of Light, to be yeah, fair. That's fair. It's very fair. Um, and, you know, up to this point, one kind of thing that uh, that I've wanted to talk about a little bit, but we, we, we've only seen him a couple of times at this point, is actually Ardbert. Because mm. um, I think he was actually my favorite part, my favorite okay. character to have alongside for the, uh, for the expansion, because... Uh, he was he was he was a wasted opportunity back in 3.x. Like he was he was fun when he was on on screen, but like they just got rid of him so f like he was in 3.1. We have him for just this tiny bit. He's like yeah. few minutes, and then like same in 3.4, and then he's just gone. And mm. I'm like, all right, I kind of wanted to I kind of wanted to keep him around a little bit. And they're like, well, here's fucking ten levels of him. <laughs> Do we want to talk about like who and what Oddbit really is? I mean, we're going to get there when we get to talking about the Amorot and everything. I'm okay, assuming we'll you're that. talking about... about yeah, I'm talking the, about that stuff. Yeah. The council we'll, and all that we'll, stuff. We'll, we'll get there. We'll we get sure there. will. Like I said, there's almost no way we can adequately cover everything in, two, in the approximately two-hour show that we normally have. Because there's... I mean, even just the metaphysics thing you brought was like 10, 15 minutes in regards mm. to Astral and Umbral. And that's like mm -hmm. just a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't talked about Emmett founding Alec, although I, to be fair, I think we had kind of figured that after seeing him because he mm. mentions back in Garlemald that that's kind of that his he's expertise. responsible. For, yeah, 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 that's demo. Yeah. So I mean, you could he just comes right out and says it this time around though. He's just like, mm -hmm. like oh, you know, Alagans too, because he he sees the Crystal Tower and he's like, I kind of know a little bit about that. I know how it works, so... So how are you doing that shit? How are that's you doing how that? how that works. Yeah. I, I was right alongside him at there. It was like, that's not how the Crystal Tower works. I know. I was like, dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and we haven't really spoken about the Exarch much at all, mostly because everything we thought we know, we knew, and then, like, it's more about his actions. In a mm -hmm. sense, Rena. I don't mm -hmm. think we got to her. Was it Rina or Rena, the gate guard? Rain. Rain. No, not the girl. Oh, La the Lena. Lena. Sorry. Lena. Oh, Lena. Lena. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Her name's not in my trust menu anymore, so I don't get to fucking talk to her. <laughs> yeah, Lena. No, Reen. I know that's blessing and Faye. Mm -hmm. I was paying attention mm -hmm. to Orion J. Actually, I waited till Thancred said it to pay attention, but that's besides. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Lena, too. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to talk to them more throughout 5.x. We'll get to interact with them more. But, you know, it's, we kind of just skipped over them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Lena's yeah. not much to say, unfortunately, other than she's a dancer, VR dancer. You know, that's it. It's not I mean, really. Give us a little bit about Lena's backstory and how. A um, little bit. But she was. She's adopted by Graha, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's adopted by Graha, but she did she originally like come from Roctica or no. like don't know that? No. Much about she was born in in Lakeland. Her parents were okay. killed by Senators, and she was, she was adopted by. Graha. Yeah, yep. 
taking it back on. Now she's the she's the head of the the guard, pretty mm-hmm. much. That's it. You know everything about Lena. Hmm. I she That's has it. a Let's triple triad card. Now. She probably won't have a triple. I don't think she has a triple triad card yet. I got to read it. Triple triad cards are just lore cards. That's it. That's all they are. Just little lore cards that play that play a children's card game. That's all it is. Hmm. So after so Ilmeg, we go through. At this point, we've beaten two Light Wardens. We you know we kind of skipped over the whole Minster switch, which is a a pretty gruesome event happening of like Sin Eaters just yeah. completely annihilating. We even get the we get to kill Tesline there of all things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, ah, he's second boss, what the hell is going on? And then they look at the name and they're like, well, they look at Alize's reactions when you take her in there as a trust. Like she really struggles there. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. It's really tough. I mean, to be fair, the trust struggle with most things. My expertise is... Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Except for Istola. She's a fucking beast. All right? The the good take-home from Holminster Switch was that um, not everyone that gets killed by the Sin Eaters gets transformed into a Sin Eater. Yeah. Seems like it's only... Not, not just the light ones, but like the more powerful ones, like the sort of angelic kind of ascended ones. They'll convert people, but the others will just kind of kill and eat people. Yeah, we do get to see that a little bit later with probably the most gut-wrenching scene Ardbert has. Where he tries to save people, and it just goes right through them, and you just hear them die behind them off-screen. And then they're not even there. Like, when they start cutting the camera around, they're just gone entirely. That shit's fucked up. That's that was a rough scene because you know that it's not like you're like oh let them do some anime shit where suddenly he's physical but you know it's not gonna fucking no. work. That's not how the story's been going up until that point. Mm-hmm. Oof, that part was rough. He was a great, he was a really good ally. Every time you come back from like a major story part, you come to him and you have usually a one of a few interesting dialogue options. One is after you get back from Ilmeg because the Amaro are probably the most fascinating thing in Ilmeg outside of learning more about Vobert. For me, at the mm. very least. Especially Seto. Yeah. I mean, I, as soon as we had a cutscene with him, I'm like, I know exactly where this, what's going to happen here. I was like, mm-hmm. we know that. And the thing is, we also know there are normal chocobos on yeah. them as well. Yeah. Because the Amaro yeah. are, are basically chimeric creations from the Ronkins, yeah. in a sense. Well, I thought when, when we first saw them, like, talking and intelligent i was like oh maybe these are auspices maybe they just live a really long time and these are amaras that have become auspices yeah just a hundred years yeah um so so the ronkins like genetically engineered them um to be intelligent and to kind of have these bonds with their trainers and their owners um and after the fall of ronka the amaro have survived and they've kind of lost this attribute kind of like how like the exile like lost their wings after generations uh, yeah. removed from the exalian but if they are like around people and kind of have these bonds for long enough the amaro uh, sometimes uh develop this uh this trait again after 100 years and seto was one of them Mm-hmm. He was the he was the loyal steed of the of Ardbert. I was just call him Ardbert instead of Warrior of Light, Warrior of Darkness, because it gets too con- He was Warrior of Light when he knew him, and he's Warrior of Darkness when we knew him, and now he's just fucking Ardbert. That's all he is, essentially. <laughs> just Ardbert. He's just Ardbert at this point. 
Um, well, that was the dialogue option I went with when I went back and rewatched the cutscenes. I had to ask him about Seto. That was the re- for me. It was the only logical choice of the three that they give you. And he's like, "What? Why are we talking about me? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about my feelings." And he's like, "Come on, you got to tell me. You got friends too. Tell me." And then they cut away. They're like, "No, you don't need to know what he actually thinks about any of his friends." Yeah, and that sucks. Whenever we ask someone to tell a story, and they're like, "Okay, let's give us you just a just a fade out," or someone tells this story that you're not gonna hear. Yeah, it's like I want to know what story I shared. I, I want to share with Ardbert yeah, right now. Right. He wants to know about us. He's like, "No, sorry. All I I have a roulette of mounts. I'm not really attached to any particular one, Ardbert. So no, I really I don't I don't have the same kind of bond you have. We don't have those." Everybody things asked well. me that. I was like, "Oh, when was the last time I used my chocobo?" <laughs> I got this. I had this chocobo that waited for me for five years, and and then found me after the calamity, <laughs> and I yeah. appeared back in the future. But I don't really care that much about like, about yeah, it. Yeah, we kept being told we could take it into dungeons eventually, and then we never could. So I just gave up on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Dala. That's my chocobo's name. <laughs> The most interesting thing that Chocobo ever did was when the hunt first came out and people were like using third party like radars and shit. I named him Nonuniwi and then I would watch people who were using the program like run up. Oh, I found a hunt. Oh. <laughs> but gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and I don't do that with him anymore, unfortunately. I don't set off people's ACT like fallouts <laughs> with it anymore. Ugh. That That's fun. cruel. It was pretty. F- I would stand in like the yeah. most remote places too, so they'd have to go really far out of their way <laughs> to find it. <laughs> it, it was pretty good. Uh, so we we once we get out of Ilmeg, um, at that point we're basically. I I want to say a third, but from this point on, I guess really begins kind of the Emmett Selk chapter of the story because at this point he's kind of been there and he's just kind of chilled a little bit. He's made himself known. But from that point on, he's pretty much like another Ardbert, where he's just like, he inserts himself into like, and his his opinion into everything. And everyone's like, I don't trust that guy. I don't trust that guy one bit. And he's like, I'm telling you the truth. And <laughs> which he, he was. Which he was. He doesn't. He was. He, doesn't, he had no real reason to not believe him. Other than he's an Asian, and we just kept yeah, coming to accept that. that we don't believe them at any point. Because um, at this point we go to Ishtola, we meet the Blessed, we learn about the the two tribes in Ractica, who's the other one has kind of left my name because I don't interact with them at all. That's oh your, yeah, there's the Knights Blessed and then... I, was waiting oh, for I don't you. remember what the name of the other cult is. They actually. just, they just kind of, they're just part of a couple cutscenes. You're like the extremist knights. The, Eter- yeah. the eternal knight. Or the, oh, the children. The children yeah. of the night. Yeah. The children of the dark. Children of endless children night. Of there you go. Because once yeah. the sky comes back, they just fucking piss off and you never, you never, I'm yeah. sure there's side quests in there that deal with them a lot more. You would know you did them all. Yeah, there, <laughs> there are. Yeah, the edge lords. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the side quests do deal with them a little bit, but not that much. Maybe we'll learn more in the future. Yeah. Because now they got to, like, figure out. They're like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Like, there's a lot of cutscenes with the with the Vs. Like, after the Yulmorans invade, they start kind of trying to push a little bit more into Vs territory. And the Vs just wreck them. 
they, they, they are they are nothing. Um, so they're just not that big a deal. They aren't, but everything else in Ractica is a pretty big fucking deal. The Ronkin Empire, of course, being kind oh of the uh, kind of the most key thing you go into with Ractica. Uh, mm -hmm. You learn a you learn a lot, not enough, but you learn a lot about the Ronkins between the Amaro and Ractica altogether. Mm -hmm. And essentially, mm -hmm. they were you know kind of the most direct comparison we have to the Alligans in a sense. Yeah, this. they're like if the Alligans had never discovered Omega. Pretty much, yeah. They're yeah. more highly well. It's highly advanced. Is kind of a weird because they definitely are. They're the, I guess it's the uh, the highest piece of technology that's available. Like in that era, yeah. In that era, like mm. for their time, they were like the most advanced. They're not as old as the elegants, though. No, no, no. I'm not saying. No. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying that their their advancements in like they're the magic equivalent and technology. Yeah, yeah was yeah. was yeah. very much the equivalent. Um, and by God, are they more interesting than the elegants in fucking three levels? You than... think so? I mean, the Allig I don't know. Maybe it's just overexposure to elegant shit. At yeah. this point, because even the Crystal Tower is still, you know, it might be in the first, but it is still very much elegant, as, elegant. As, mm -hmm. as we come to we come to know. Although this no. one's a lot more ironworksy for yeah. a handful of reasons. Yeah, but maybe it's just uh. overexposure to it's like elegance. <laughs> hey, the, how did that happen? Elegance. The Ronkin religion is a fucking mess. It sure is. <laughs> they they like they they worship animals they have like animal totems yeah mm -hmm. um they uh don't don't worship but they revere elementals in the same way as the gridanians yeah um and then they also have this pantheon of gods it's pretty so they just it sounds like you just walk them. up and you explain a religion to them like we'll take it yeah pretty much <laughs> and, and it's interesting yeah, because like <laughs> It's interesting because that, that you've got the Allegan Empire, right? Which is like, mm -hmm. there are no gods. When, when they meet new cultures, they're like, your god's dumb. It doesn't exist. The Romans um, are like, yeah, we'll take some of that. We'll take well, that's that. what the Romans did, right? Like the Romans, everywhere that they went, everywhere they conquered, um, even, even when they, they came into, uh, into contact with like the Norse gods, they were like, Oh, that guy that you're talking about? Yeah, we just call him uh, Jupiter. Yeah, that's who that guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with everything else, hang on, let me turn this alarm off. With everything else, they're like, oh, that's another god? Oh, I'll take it. That one's cool. Yeah, sweet. It's, it's not even like the accepting of multiple cultures. It's the assimilation of multiple cultures. Yeah, and it seems like the Ronkins have done the same thing. Every time they've encountered like another culture worshiping something, they're like, "All right, cool, dope, that works. Let's do it." Yeah. And then they <laughs> and they make they genetically engineer Amaro to to be yeah. something. They just do all that and then genetically engineer some Amaro to take on mm. to domesticate them at a, an accelerated rate, essentially. Mm. Oh, but there's so much lore to unpack in Ractica if you fly mm. around and try to try to analyze everything and do all the side quests and whatnot. Uh, apparently, the children have to do with a, a few of the fates in the area, yes. which is actually yeah. one piece of lore I've kind of left aside, I guess, is fates. It's, yeah, um, but they're not very interesting. They're just like, oh, they're here and they have spiders. <laughs> kill them. So they're Australian. 
Yeah, basically, yeah. It's like kill them, kill the spiders, kill them with fire. That's it. That's that's their whole law. I I see you paid a lot more attention than I did at the very least. No. I was I was I was trying not to pay too much attention to names of things because when I got towards the end and I was trying to be spoiler free and then I opened the map and saw one word I was like that was that's that's a big one mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that was um I think it was the the something of La Habrea in the city I can't remember the name <laughs> it was it was it was like the word of La Habrea like a part yes, of the town was, was called the that. word of La Habrea yeah yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one. Yeah, I opened the map and I was like, Probably man, being here is already pretty big of a spoiler for anyone who tunes in. Let me mm -hmm. take a look at the map. Oh, the word of nope, La Brea. Nope. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. Nope, nope, nope. Turn all that off. Turn that off real quick. Oh. Oh, that was a big one. Uh, but Ragtica, I'd say Ragtica is probably my favorite stretch of the game and of the story. Again, it's where Emmett kind of really starts to... To play a larger role. Shit, he even he even pulls the Heavensward shit with Ishtola again. He's like, oh, that's all. You, all right, there. <laughs> Look at that. She's back, guys. Can you trust me now? It, it kind of it kind of surprised me that there weren't any like repercussions to him pulling Ishtola from the live stream again. Well, she wasn't there for very long. Yeah, she wasn't there she for was like so a up. month. Yeah, that's why she was so fucked up last time. Is because she was there for so long. Mm -hmm. She was a, she was an idiot doing that, using flow she was again. An idiot, but I mean, heroic nonetheless. I mean, she it, okay. She did, she, she did what had to be done for the knight's blessed. Did she? Could she not have used ethereal manipulation? Yeah, she fucking job changed the sorceress. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. Ethereal manipulation of the seventh dawn. Yeah, that's sorry. Yeah. Oh, she didn't have long enough to uh, invoke it. She didn't have long enough to say it. <laughs> She's like, I'm falling way too fast to say all that shit. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use flow instead. Flow's one word. Uh, yeah. So there was that. that. No, go on. Good. Okay. Well, speaking of that temple, um, that was like, what did you think about that instance? In, in that was awesome. I, that yeah. Was really dope. It was. I thought it was pretty awesome. It was pretty dark too, with the mm. curse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell Lena to fucking stand in the cove, and I won't have to deal with the goddamn curse. I walked all the way into the cove, and Lena's following behind me, and she's fucking too far out. And the thing's like, I see you. How many stacks did you get? Ten. <laughs> okay, I got fourteen. I don't, well, sixteen yeah. is where you die. But I'm like, was it sixteen? Well, yeah, because it's the maximum number of stacks you can have. It has to be sixteen where you die. Holy fuck! I was close. Yeah, that, that that curse is pretty fucking dark. You're thinking about your life. <laughs> You're thinking about ending your life. I'm like, wait, what? Excuse me? Huh? What? That's what? what they do. Yeah. yeah, I was that's yeah, I got to ten and I was like, well, that's uh that's really fucking annoying because I was all the way in. It just took me too long to get there, apparently, I guess. Just trying to deal with latent I guess, you know, the games, you know, the way that NPCs kind of lag behind bastards that was a really that's one of those solo instances where everyone's gonna look at yoshi p be like i know new game plus but like can i just do it without that please yeah <laughs> like i get it i know what the answer is gonna be but can i do it anyway <laughs> uh new game plus has never looked more or i'm looking forward to doing it on an alt 
at the very least. You have yeah. to do it again on your fucking alt, don't you, Ethis? Did you have an alt on yeah, Ether? Yeah, my primal alt. Your primal alt, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Eventually. So, yeah, you'll get to do it again too. Get around to it. Uh, um, can we just go back to your stall for a second? Yes, we can. She's she's falling down a big pit. What's yep. what's the what's the problem with that? What's that going to do to your body? Destroy it, or right? Everything's going to break. Yeah, she's going to break every bone in her body. Where's where's her body again? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Graha already went out of his way to explain that while this, these are technically they're. they're Essentially, They're souls spirits. that can be that experience physical sensation. And if her soul dies, her bodies—that's it. Her body's not. But it, how does it? How does a fall kill a soul? It might hurt, but how is it going to break her body? Because I didn't. I didn't you, understand that. I was like, soul I was like, can. The soul can feel physical physical sensation, so the experience is all the senses, all the same, including you know death. Death, death elegant, isn't, elegant death VR is a bitch. <laughs> elegant VR. No, it's bullshit. It's like it's like okay, she could she could experience it. She could feel the pain, but like literally no damage is gonna be caused if to you her. Die body. in the matrix, you die in real <laughs> But she isn't gonna die in the matrix. That's what she would have if she fell. <laughs> but there was not she didn't have any bones to break. I think she probably still has her soul has developed bones. I think she just forgot. <laughs> I think she just fucking forgot. I was like, when when we pulled her out, I was like, hey, yeah, have I'm, you not I'm seen my, the my head? That he's still in my like, head. His bones and shit, and he still gets nah. cuts and everything. Nah. Have you nah. seen? Have you seen nah. the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street? Come on. Nah. Nah. <laughs> when when we recovered her, I was in my head, just like you know, you didn't have to do that, right? You know, like that was gonna have no consequences. She's, She's just been like, there for three years. I think she oh, knows yeah. better than you. Oh yeah. <laughs> you've known her. For, you've known the first for a week and a half. She's been there three years. She's been there just long enough to forget that that's not how that works. It is in every other piece of fantasy literature that uses the separation of soul and body. If the soul has a physical manifestation, nah, you just won't accept it. No, I won't. So not without won't an explanation. Gaius is dead. I will not accept <laughs> it without an explanation. I feel like it was explained. I feel like it was explained adequately enough. Nah. You know another thing about Istola, though? It, she just used a fake name for the Matoya thing the whole time. <laughs> that was it. She was just using yeah. an alias. She just didn't want to use her real name because the blessed have a tendency to revere individuals. Mm -hmm. And so she used Matoya's name. They they think they think that names are sacred. Yeah, they think that names are sacred. So yeah, real real names you don't reveal. use in the light. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you just, don't use in the light, but you don't use like at all, except for with like very close family. Yeah, which is why Renar was really surprised when she used it for the first time. Yeah, there was the yeah. there was the one side quest where um, someone was thinking of a way or a location to propose, and you know they were talking about how revealing their real name is something really close, like something, mm -hmm. like someone really close. And yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, there was a side quest where we're trying to help this guy with his uh, marriage proposal. proposal. Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing. Yeah, and he, and he was like, basically to propose marriages, you, you reveal your real name to someone. Yeah. 
And then they reject you and go, now I know your real name. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> Here we go. Blackmail time. <laughs> so that's the corporate car part of the blackmail. That's right. It's little beady eyes. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. It's still my favorite mount. Mm. It'll always be my favorite. Mount. Uh, the black market of real names. Stop. That's it's Mr. Bigglesworth was not a corporate Stop. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I like that mount. You're ruining it. Huh? <laughs> it's uh, mine now. No, well, I don't care. Um, we have the 75 dungeon, which is realistically the, just the, the light ones. Uh, do we have, is there like a, I'm, I don't think you've done sightseeing. Not all the sightseeing log lores yet. I don't know if there is one for, um, for the Katana Ravel. If, uh, I guess, a deeper explanation of it. Because I don't... I'm, I'm not sure if there's dial... I wasn't sure if there was dialogue that explains exactly what the origin of the Katana Rabble is. Like, while you're discovering it. Uh, Listen, people yeah, are sighing for jump puzzles, but there hasn't... I haven't seen a puzzle yet. I've only seen jumps. <laughs> like, there's some yeah. jumps that you have to try a couple times. It wasn't, but. it wasn't fun. It wasn't great. What, the rabble? No, the jumps. Ah, the just, you're just bad at them. Yeah, the rabble's really cool. I like the rabble. Yeah, I like the rabble. rabble is just like, hey, there's, that's where the Ronkins kept a bunch of their like secret knowledge. Well, I want to learn more. And then I wait for hard mode. Yeah. Well, it seems like it was it was mostly the uh, the, the ancient cave paintings. Yeah, that's the big thing that's kind of uh, housed there. But you'd think yeah. there'd be some other stuff on top of the, you know, paintings on the side of the wall. Like, it's just those paintings, but the but the ravel is more than just those specific caves. Yeah. So, I'm hoping. Yeah, it's just that they decided to build, like, their vault of secrets and treasures on top of those ancient caves. Yeah. Because it just seemed like a good idea. It did. <laughs> It wasn't one of those paintings not so ancient because it was made by the... Uh... No, that was in the other caves. Yeah, that's you're talking about the one oh. where it was made to represent Ardbert and yeah, the other that. warriors. Yeah, whose yeah. names I can, I can only remember the ones for the role quests I've actually done. Yeah, same. Rinda Ardbert, Ray. Rinda Ray, and everybody else. Yeah, and friends. And friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, after we get through that section of the story in uh, Ractica is when we start revisiting Amarang and Calusia. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Amarang section I found pretty interesting um, from uh, just a world building yeah. view. Marcus mm-hmm. is probably... Like trolleys? I, yeah, like trolleys. It's weird because at this point there's been a lot of characters that have either been references to old trailers or have given you some pretty elaborate reasons to give a shit. Mm-hmm. And then you just have Marcus just, you know, depressed and drunk. <laughs> he's just yeah, shit. He's great. It, I mean, he's got a tragic story. I mean, almost everyone does that you encounter. Yeah, Magnus's story was pretty, pretty fucking tragic. But. but it leads to so much good. The Talos that uh, Ranjit, you know, almost ruins. When you, when you decide to try and run him over with a cart, kicks it into the air. Uh, the armor, yeah, but the armor rank section. I don't know. I, 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 I like those little world building moments. That was kind of the only thing yeah. that was majorly redeeming for uh, Stormblood for me is those kind of more personal stories. 
Um, I like, I, I don't know. The most interesting parts of stories for me are parts that are not so much about, like, Heavensward, I don't really care as much about the dragon plot as much as I cared about the the people you traveled with, in a the sense. The actual characters. Yeah, the yeah. actual characters. Like, the dragon parts wasn't the most exciting part for me. Um, mm. And that was true for Stormblood, too, except for Lise, who I didn't learn shit about, really. Um, or I didn't mm. connect with at all, in any which way. Mm. Uh but so moments like this are kind of like my bread and butter. I have rewatched a few of the Amarang cutscenes a few times, especially when you get towards the later half with Reen, Thancred, Minfilia, all those yeah. all those moments. Just way more grounded. That's why I'm kind of glad Ranjit. I like having villains like Xenos and Ranjit. Because mm-hmm. Vothri is like, that's not a person. It is, but like, that's not a person. <laughs> nah, it's just a monster. Yeah. No, he's three people. He's a lot more than that. I'll tell, tell you that much. <laughs> He's two at least, but uh, at this point he can be 20 as far as I'm fucking concerned. Yeah. So, uh, this section was fairly important, I'd say, in regards to uh, finishing the story. Um, the entire Amarang plot mm-hmm. is about Reen regaining Minfilia's power to detect uh, mm-hmm. to detect the light. So she wants to use it to track down the remaining Light Wardens. Because at this point there's only two left. We've beaten three of them. And... Uh, you go. This is pretty much Reen's chapter here. This all of yeah. Amarang. And it's also the close, at least the proposed close of Minfilia's chapter, at the very least. You know, she's probably not. She's dead. Like, she's gone, but she's not gone. She's, like, just receding. Yeah, she's, she's gone. She's, like, gone. Like, we're probably never going to see her again. But technically, like. She's there in spirit. All her power mm-hmm. is, like, in Reen at this point so yeah she's like she's dissolved into rain basically chat's asking why we didn't even talk about the primal revelation of heidelin and zodiac it's because you guys know we've talked about that so much and like the the e3 trailer kind of like spoiled that for us anyway yeah there's like there there wasn't too much more it it just kind of goes over exactly what the sundering was well, Which, yeah, I mean, the, the big kicker was that Zodiac came first. Yeah. The Highland Zodiac weren't. They didn't from the pre-exist. Same time. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, they, they didn't come before people, but also Zodiac came before Highland. So the idea, like the Ascian's perspective of Zodiac being the one true god, like the original, is technically true. True. Yeah. Although, when we actually get into the Amarat and uh, the entire city under there, mm. it kind of unravels in a more... He might, yeah, he might be the first one, but it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Still kind of fucked up, in a sense, mm-hmm. the way that mm-hmm. uh, he actually came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the, the largest uh, pouring... I mean, it is. It has to be the largest pouring of ether. Mm. For it to do what it did, which I know you were upset you didn't get an actual answer of what Zodiac exactly was preventing. Yeah. You just end of yeah. the world is all yeah. we get, pretty much summed up. Well, it was their fault. Well, it may or may not have been. I mean, when you have that many creation magics running rampant, like they're just using it willy nilly, of course it's their fault. Yeah, that's what I would think. And I mean, like, we'll, we'll come to that in a bit. Yeah. It was probably their fault, but Yishtola thinks it wasn't necessarily. This we'll, is we'll that moral gray area that they mentioned we'd be kind of dealing with 
and mm-hmm. that I'd say the more the, the moral grayness doesn't really start until that cave scene mm. where you again discover Zodiac actually came first and this is they from that point on they build on Emmett to kind of mm. basically be the other side of the same coin but with his, his, what he wants is a little bit uh it's not great for us so mm. it's really not great at all but it's right to him so it's all that really mm. matters so after we get to Recto, we do Amarang. We go into Malika's Well, which again, I actually, I'm pretty sure there is a sightseeing log for Malika's Well somewhere. I'm pretty sure I grabbed one, but... Uh, I think there was one around there. There's definitely yeah. one around there. I don't know if it's about Malika's Well. Do you just have a list of them? <laughs> no, I don't have a list of them. I just got uh, folder screenshots of each of the zones of all like the more important stuff. Mm, there you go. But... Um, no, I don't really have anything Malik as well. Damn, someone did all the sightseeing logs. I do have to do that. I would like to do all the sightseeing logs for these ones. Especially because yeah, there's no major yeah. jumping ship. Mm-hmm. So, after that, I'd say the return to Calusia is probably where... If if you if the metaphysics in Ilmeg blew your mind, then Calusia on is literally a game-changer. In pretty much every every way, shape, and form. Although it, it does kind of... There is one very predictable thing that happens in our revisit to Calusia. In that of mm. finding out exactly what Meol is. Because mm. yeah. as soon Meol as you see people. it... It's Sin Eater. Yeah. The Sin Eater made of? People. People. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Well, um, but like, we kind of... As soon as we saw Meol, we were like... Nah. <laughs> nah. That looks like butts. Yeah. Well, so do peaches, but... Yeah, but like, peaches. We, knew it, we knew it was solid green, like, immediately, didn't we? Yeah. It's like, w- this is not good. You don't need... Yeah. It doesn't take a fucking scientist to figure out that Mule is something bad. Even if you mm-hmm. haven't figured out it's Sin Eater at that point, you mm-hmm. know it's bad. It's inf- it's, it looks like it's infused with light. Mm-hmm. It's soylent white. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, and when we go there, we uh, can finally attune to Yulmore. We deal with pretty much every Yulmore and in one fell swoop <laughs> in regards to those who were a threat. The little, yeah. the jester women and Ranjit, who says that he's, he actually doesn't, it's not even about Vothry. He's like, oh, you think Vothry's making this decision for me? No, no, no. Yeah. no. I'm doing this on my own free will. No, I'm just jaded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was basically it. Yeah. Like, I've just been fighting for like 80 years and watching Minfilia die like 20 times and I'm sick of it. He's got that Caius. He's got that, that Caius feeling. He's like, I'm just sick of this shit. Yeah. He's just, yeah, yeah he's a broken man. Mm-hmm. Good way. Yeah, everyone was disappointed they weren't called Zorn and Thorn. I'm like, listen, I, what ha- every, every time a pair of people show up, people call them Zorn and Thorn. When the fucking two guards for Varus appear they're like that's zorn and thorn when these two jesters appear that's zorn and thorn every time two people that look like that are like a a matching like the similar color mm-hmm. scheme it's like that's zorn and thorn everyone just really wants zorn and thorn as soon as there's red and blue it's zorn and thorn that's it and then i get ptsd about stealing yeah so i noticed that about ron jeet making a reference to his daughter as he died 
I think he was talking about the previous midfielder. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. I think he just kind of, as as the Oracle of Light, he probably just kind of sees them that way in well, regards he, he raised them yeah he raised them again like like the the modus operandi for yulmore before vothri was they were leading the fight against the sin eaters yep. they were finding the oracle of light whenever she was reborn um after she died then ranji would raise her train her fight with her watch her die and then do it all over again and again and again and again and again. So though they were his daughters. Yeah. That's 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 all he's referring to. I don't think they're not his like physical like that's like it's not Reen is his actual no. daughter. They're just daughters to him in a yeah. sense. In the same way that Thancred's now Reen's father figure, which is kind of the main plot point between Thancred and Ranjit in the mm-hmm. first place. They're basically just one custody battle. They're, they're two different stepdads, essentially. Yeah, they're fighting for custody. <laughs> yeah, they're fighting for custody. That's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole plot line for Thanker. He's yeah. dealing with personal loss, and yeah. Reen is both his reminder and his responsibility. The battle of the daddies. That was a that was a pretty long solo instance. <laughs> it was. That was like awesome, both of them though. actually were like the Thanker one and the one in Yule. All the mm-hmm. all the instances that you have to do are pretty long. In this, they're all like in the dom length, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think the the the. So what is there? There's the ruins. There's the soul. The there's the actual storming of Yulmore, which has mm-hmm. a Ranjit fight at the end. There's, I guess the first. No, even the first couple of Ranjit ones you lose are pretty long. The, the one in um, yeah. the one in Lakeland. Yeah. Yeah, the first one in Lakeland. Yeah. 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 They're 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 pretty long, and the Thancred one. There's one like pretty much every level. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I guess that's the, there's a few that don't have Ranjit, I think, too. I'm trying to remember mm. them all. There's one where you run all across Lakeland before you even fight Ranjit. That's when you're just dealing with the Sin Eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, the Calusia Exarch one. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. With the Exarch. Um, Lakeland Sin Eater. The, yeah, the Dwarf Escorts, the one with the Exarch. Yeah, damn, I forgot about that Exarch one in Calusia. But when you once you've dealt with Ranji and everyone, Vothri just starts stuffing himself full of meal. He's just I was like, that sounds disgusting. Like he's just you just Yeah. <laughs> I just like fork and I listened to that ate for a bit. fucking fork. I yeah, was so impressed he was fork. using forks. Yeah, I thought he was just using I was like, wait, why yeah. is there a fork? He's totally just using his yeah. fucking hands. And then he just, he says a pile of it. He's just devouring all of it. Just to infuse himself with as much light as humanly possible. He's like, if I just eat all these Sin Eaters, then I'll I'll become an even bigger god. And that's exactly what happens. He grows these little tiny wings, (laughs) screams at the top of his lungs, flies and lifts a fucking mountain out of the sky. He just does all these things. Gotta give him credit, you know. He doesn't fuck around. He fucks around a lot. Yeah, but now he doesn't. <laughs> now he's like, oh shit, I gotta be serious, right? Like, now everything's actually at risk of being lost. Now I kinda gotta I, I gotta really try to try to fix all this, huh? In my own way. And uh I mean at that point we free all of Yulmore, which is uh no small task, as they come to realize. They all realize they've been shitty people under the influence of Vothri. <laughs> 
for however long. Like, yeah. I mean, in varying degrees. They, Alvin, like, oh, Alvin tells them, like, yeah, you can't yeah. just blame Valfrey for this. They do, though. They totally do. Yeah. They're like... Yeah, lean back on that. <laughs> that's why they turn around so quickly. They're like, oh, I guess it was Valfrey. We'll be good now. <laughs> they, as, soon, as soon as you give them an out, as soon as you give them an excuse, they're like, yep. Yep, it's Vothri. Fuck Vothri. Let's go get Vothri. <laughs> Let's get him. And then you have this this village of people who were banished from Yilmor in the northern part of Galusia. Yeah. And um, I thought that was pretty interesting. And um, one of the things I didn't see, like the end of, was a little side quest involving an apology from a mistress who uh, thought um, her servant was like, like beguiling her husband with her feminine wiles and everything, and she literally beat the shit out of her out of Yulmore. <laughs> like, wow. literally, yeah, she literally beat the shit out of her so bad that she left Yulmore, and um, they kind of left it open ended. Like, she read the apology letter, but it, they didn't kind of close upon like whether they met and what happened. And mm. I was kind of missing that. I, that's one I really wanted to see the end of. Hmm. See, for me, I just want to see how everyone deals with the society of Yulmore. Because now Yulmore has to go through a mini Ishgard, in a sense, where their entire societal hierarchy needs to be redone. Um, in fact, even when you go back after the story's done and you speak to the Chai's, um, the husband mm -hmm. says, you know, yeah, everything's fine, except for, you know, having to do a complete remake of our societal hierarchy. Yeah, but they're still sitting out there having high tea. Exactly. Uh, so there's what's really yeah, being done about it. It's not very realistic. Like you'd think everyone from the you know, the slums below would just kinda of like walk up there and kind of chuck everyone off the off the balustrade, right? Well, if they survive they can go live in that town. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's kind of weird that the caste system still kinda of exists even after overthrowing well, quote unquote overthrowing Vothry. Like, yeah, still in the slums. They're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. At least the what's the husband's name new. again? I can't remember. I I can't remember. I only remember that the the Chinese. Yeah, there you go. Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. Um, at least he talks about rebuilding the stoneworks. He seems a lot more motivated than the rest of the people up there. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I think getting his hands dirty a little bit uh, when he builds the the Talos at the end of the Calusia. Calusia uh, revisit. Uh, I think it does a lot for his kind of appreciation of, I guess, hard labor in a well, sense. Well, the mines in Amarang are probably not too impressed with him either. Nope. <laughs> Amarang is like, yeah, as soon as that guy like retired and decided to just go to Yulmar and stop like maintaining the talus and everything, uh, our industry went to shit. We all just kind of fucking stuffed. So thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Chinos. Yes, Sid from the first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Stoneworks, Ironworks. Yeah, Ironworks were the first. Every, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, but the Chai's, oh, they're so pure, they're so endearing. No. They're, Wait they're a minute. You mean the, ch you, you mean the so Chai's? Yeah. <laughs> you mean yeah. the Chai's who said, oh, that painter that we just we got rid of last week? Yeah. Yeah, we, we know that, yeah, Vothri just, like, threw him off the tower, and he's probably dead, but, uh, you know, he should have painted better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chai's. Like, she's really enthusiastic about Alphano and, and the protagonist, but the husband the whole time yeah. just like, huh? Yeah, I hope he's better. 
He's, like, so distracted the whole time. Like, he just can't get his fucking shit together until he actually, like, starts to build Ugh. the... T- like, he has no purpose. He just he just seems like he's just living, almost, in a yeah. sense. He's just going through the motions, honestly. Yeah, I think he's. I think he was kind of sick of Yulemore, even when he was under Vothry's influence. He just seems so disinterested with all of Yulemore. He's like, I gotta build an a airship. Lot of people kind of felt that way in Yulemore. If you talk to a few of the NPCs, they're just kind of... Again, going through the motions, it's just like... Well, that's the whole point of the place, right? Yeah, you ever seen the episode of Spongebob where Squidward goes to live in the society of other squids and he just gets sick of the shit and starts, like, just starts ruining everything? Yeah, that's, that's like, all the people of Yulemore, in a sense. Like, they're all... It's as if all of them were Squidward. Yeah. That's that's the analogy I've chosen to make. Yeah, everyone in Yulemore is Squidward. (laughs) (laughs) They hate their neighbors, but they can't live without them. And Alpha and I spun him up. Well, to be fair, you know, where, where do you find Alpha when you go back to Yulemore except for sitting next yeah. to the Chai's? He's just chilling with yeah. Squidward. Yeah. And uh, the Lady Chai can be Patrick. <laughs> yeah, let's see that. He gets along with her a lot better. <laughs> we're, we're all Squidward. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, sometimes the analogies we have to make for these things are... Are you feeling it now, Fothry? (laughs) (laughs) Fothry's Mr. Krabs. (laughs) There you go. And it all makes sense in the end. We had to overthrow the Krabby Patty. We had to get the secret formula. The secret mule formula. The secret mule formula. (laughs) And we find out it's people. Oh, oh, shit. Well, I mean, there is the theory that Mr. Krabs is actually putting crab in his burgers, but that's a story for another time. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Who lives in an ancient building under the sea? God damn it, Emeralds Bikini Bottom. Oh, no. Alfie's Square Pants! (laughs) There you go. Okay. So, Vothry gets away, raises Mount Golg, which, for some reason, is apparently not going to be a problem in the future when that shit comes crashing down. They act like it's just going to slowly descend and not just crash into the earth and cause... They said that it's going to fall one day. They're like, yeah, yeah one day it'll fall. It'll be fine. But we're like, going to rebuild. It'll it'll be okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm just like, remembering back to Meteor, I'm like... I mean, it's not that high in the sky, but you it's not like... okay. Well, then remember back to uh, uh, Morrowind, the Ministry of Truth, right? Yeah. yeah. Hang above Vivek. When that fell, it caused the volcano there to erupt and it destroyed the whole fucking continent. There you go. So, uh, yeah. They, so again, the dwarves should be really concerned because they're going to be a fucking ground zero of this thing. Yeah. Yeah, or Age of Ultron. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I dropped this. at the top. I I I, dro- I dropped this. I dropped this stone a little earlier. I turned that dial a little early, and it still kills billions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Well, yeah. I don't want the dwarfs to get hurt. They're great. I, yeah, I, I they gave me housing. Talos is still holding it a little bit, so it's not like it's just gonna. Yeah, like, but he's just gonna. They already said he's gonna give way to eventually. eventually yeah. yeah, he's gonna give way to the elements. That's not, he's just stone. You know, that's all he is. He's just stone with a face. I like that he's still just holding on. He's like, I don't know what else to do. That's what they built me for. Coral fall apart one day. He'll power down and just... And then it'll it'll be done. Yeah. Oh, but that... 
that entire section. There's actually a great, really personal moment with the Exarch when we still don't know he's Grahatia when he's sitting by the rock and he's kind of speaking freely. It's where you kind of, if you hadn't figured it out by now, you probably were not going to figure it out till they took his fucking hood off. But mm. it, he keeps trying to make it more and more obvious because this one he's basically talking about you from his mm-hmm. timeline, like when he met you. Like, oh, you know, I had a friend who, you know, we had great adventures together. He's talking about you. And you're like, come on. Come on. The hood is cheap. Yeah, I got to say, like, no one could really see under that hood the whole time. Like, no one could figure this shit out. (laughs) Talos going to slam dunk that mountain. Yeah, it literally could be nobody but Grahatia. Yeah, I wonder if the Dwarf Beast Tribe is going to deal with that Talos at all. I wonder if that's going to be, or Mount Gold or anything. They'll find a way to maintain it. Mm. I mean, work with Chinese to me. They have to, don't they? <laughs> kind of, yeah, yes, they kind of have to. It's 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 kind, it's kind of it's pretty fucking important. <laughs> At least uh, if it's if it's if it's not dealing with that, I'll be pretty surprised. But after we get through Calusia, we build the Talos. We go to the top of Mount Golg. Fight Vothri, who's just now innocence for whatever reason. Yeah, the glow up. Yeah, he's just like, well, I ate enough meal and now I'm innocence. And nobody yeah. cares. Like, they just, they use it as a moniker for him that has no meaning whatsoever. Because <laughs> he's anything but innocent. <laughs> I think, I think the, the point is, is that, like, he's a messianic figure and that he was, like, born that way. He was born sin eater. He was born free of sin. Yeah. That's that's at least like what he has been fed and what he's been feeding his people. Forgiven. Yeah. They're all forgiven. Forgiven. Every single one of them's been forgiven. It's a pretty fucked up name considering what happens. I am righteousness. <laughs> I am righteousness. I am righteousness. I had to do I had to do it again for footage and I forgot that he says that and I it's got to so that good. part. I am righteousness. <laughs> That's going to be the new sloppy once we get enough time. <laughs> once enough people yeah. hear it. So, yeah. I just need a sound clip of it. But we get to the top. We deal with him. He transforms in a pretty fucking gruesome way. His tit baby I, just like comes out of his back and he becomes a fucking... Just becomes tit this, baby. Everyone's like... I remember, I, I remember seeing somebody tweet, why does everyone want to fuck every Final Fantasy character? And someone said, not Vothry. And then Vothry becomes Innocence. And they're like, oh, shit. God damn it. Never. <laughs> Dude, it's that mule diet. It's, yeah, it's that mule diet. Like I was saying, doc- doctors hate him. Oh. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you were doing Mount Golg, somebody asked, somebody asked in your chat, is, like, is, it weird, is it weird that I think these Sin Eaters are hot? And then you were like, I mean, they've got, they're human shaped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then that happens with Vothry. Oh, Jesus. Oh, god. fucking got him. It's so... <laughs> See, I heard the joke before, so I'm, I was good. I, when I heard the joke, I was oh, like, God. I've been there before. Yeah, just eat a lot of meal. <laughs> Happy meals. Sly, he's got tissues. <laughs> Sly, it wasn't that funny. Relax. Um, I, was, I, was, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was good. Oh, listen, I'll let you know it was good. He's in tears, though. 
<laughs> he made me spit out my fucking Marvel power. <laughs> so I feel like 3 a.m. I haven't even been drinking, Fuck. but I'm delirious at this point, laughing at the. <laughs> Jesus. And I would know. <laughs> yeah, Vothry, don't make fun of fat people you went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we come to what should prob- was probably the most obvious thing, was that Emmett is responsible for Vothry. I don't think we saw it happening. Considering he looked, when you, when you start upsetting Vothry's like, balance of things, he's like, all Vothry had to do was this, and you're fucking it up. Like he was not like he was in any way. It was in any way a surprise. You just get to actually see the event of Emmett, you know, creating Vothry, essentially inserting a light warden into the into the existing fetus that was in the the mayor at the time's wife. Yeah. And then the baby's born, and there's just the fucking dragon. I mean, the lion one just chilling, forgiven. I can't remember which forgiven the lion is. That specific um, one. I think it's the same. That scene, I couldn't help but think of the Pajali because what Emmett Selk did there is basically what the elementals do to pregnant cures to create the Pajal. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. This. Uh oh. And I was like, huh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's. Uh oh. <laughs> That's that's gonna come to a head at some well, I mean in childbirth, that's always the case, but besides the point. <laughs> you asked for this uh, one. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But then we get uh we get the scene where again, if you don't already know it's Gra I like how they still don't actually say Grahatia here, but if you've done the Crystal Tower, you have an extra option. To quote, mm-hmm. call him by his name. Call him out. Even though you yeah. never, even though you never, he doesn't acknowledge that you've called him exactly that, which is really weird. Like, you know, we all know. Mm. In fact, it's mm. impossible not to know. But they still give you that little option where it's essentially revealed that the Exarch, as you said, pulling a prank on the Warrior yeah. of Light at the start of the show. Sick prank, <laughs> sick prank, bro. Sick yeah. prank, bro. You tell them that, but it's actually me. <laughs> Where basically everything up to that point gets explained in its entirety. Of course, the reason he could use the Crystal Towers because he is of Allegan, you know, ancestry. Mm. Uh, that so they had him fused with it. I'm still not sure how that works entirely. Just don't ask. Just answer too many questions. All right. If you're not going to accept why Ishtola's soul can feel physical pain, then you don't need this explained, okay? Because your mind's not ready for that, okay? Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, fa- the only time I've seen fail old best character, she does come flying in angry at us for, like, the third time. The exact same speech. We, we, we don't call her. Man. Yeah, she gets... Her. She. I mean, it's... I, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'm just hey. gonna, they no just they. yeah they i guess it they yeah, he slash she they all there you yes. go Fail. yeah i just remember the uh the part in like going back to Ilmeg, um the part where we had to type out and just looking at like game chat and just seeing fail like why is everybody saying fucking fail like <laughs> oh there you go fail. there you go fail please Oh, fail all my... 
I forget what the... Bro, you know what you got to do? Not- when people are doing that quest, you got to type Feo UI. And you got you to gotta type the exact quote in Say, but mm-hmm. with the I instead of the L. Because what I did is I copy-pasted somebody else typing the quote. And it was wrong? No, and it was right. <laughs> but then I thought, what if they had deliberately typed it wrong to fuck with people who were copy-pasting it? <laughs> and then you wonder, uh, really wonder why it's not working. <laughs> So many people made that mistake where they thought it was a capital I instead of a lowercase L. I didn't make that mistake, and that which is ironic considering in the cutscene they say "ul," and I didn't even have that as context. I was like, "I'm no way I'm writing that whole thing. There's zero chance I'm writing that unless there's no other option. I will copy paste that in a heartbeat." Feo UI, yeah, Feo we. There you go. Oh, okay. Where were we? Grahatia. He's going to take yes. the light and go die in the rift. Yeah. I don't know why he gonna... tries to make it seem like he's an asshole just for... Because he Ori... doesn't want us to stop him. But Orion J then immediately undoes that. <laughs> well, Ishtola <laughs> figures it out. And then they all confess. Yeah. It, the farce lasts for a grand total of 15 seconds where he's just like, ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, okay, listen. Okay, this is what that, I That was the idea, do. was that if, if he thought that if we knew the truth from the beginning, we would have time to figure out a way to stop him. It's for the prank. <laughs> yeah, it's for the prank. Yeah, it's for the prank. Uh, yeah, wouldn't him acting like an asshole? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, if he's acting like an asshole, I mean, obviously he's going to deal with himself, but they're like, I don't know what it's going to do to you. They don't mm. know what all this light's gonna do to you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I would have been like, listen, he's gonna go, like, he's gonna go kill himself, guys. We don't need to do anything. He's saving our friend, and then he's gonna go die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you're all so upset at this. Well, all of a sudden, it's also because he had to die for the science to be able to go home. Yeah, which is a really interesting thing because mm. he seems to have known that he's like, I don't know how to send them back, and then he tells you, yeah, me dying mm. is supposed to send you back. By the way. Yeah. Again, the the reason he wasn't sharing us the plan is because he didn't want to give us time to figure out a way to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to. And by we, we, of course, we mean Yustola and Alize. Yeah, of course, because Alphano's (laughs) not going to do anything. Or Jay's in on it. Alphano's Alphano's just like a rock when it comes to this. Just just going to sit there. So yeah, leave it up to them. Like, no, but we learned that the best way to stop him was to shoot him with a gun. Funny that, yeah, it's one weakness. <laughs> it's one weakness. Ah, bullets, my only weakness. I was like, it was, it, seriously, and then a gun? gun, like so many a times, gun? you just get bullied by a fucking gun. I had really? flashbacks to Asahi shooting Sukiyomi, like except that was like in the front, not in the back. Was about yeah, it. what does he need a gun for? I mean, he maybe he just really likes the machinistry work. Yeah, I guess. At least he could have yeah. used drill, reassembled it. He is weak to gun. Oh my god. <laughs> and at this point, we are overflowing with light ether. It's something Ishtola actually foresees a little bit earlier, because you gotta remember she's mm. it's been years, but we still have to say she can't see. Mm. She detects she ether. See. Well Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she can see. She just sees differently. She senses yeah. ether to create, you know, a physical like sense of the world yeah. of the world in it's her like eyes. Daredevil. 
And that's why she um, recognized us as a sin eater. Yeah. First. Yeah. The blessed stop us. They're like, there's a, she's like, there's a sin eater with you. And it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hi, Shlola. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, she gets pretty fucking concerned right from the get go. Mm. And at the same, I mean, you even overhear her and Odeon J having a yeah, discussion. Just, like, just don't worry about it. Trust me. <laughs> So I was like, you didn't actually see the future. You're bullshitting. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I saw the future. <laughs> what are you, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shit, she's on to my, shut, she's on to our shut, prank. Shut up, shut up, you go back to the swamp. I absolutely answered a Koopo <laughs> when given the choice, by the way. With yeah, the blast. I did too. It was really the only option. Like sometimes they give you three options and there's really only one option. Only one. Yeah. A Koopo is, is, is and you smile too, you're like, Koopo. So, just just quick side note. You stole it originally went to the swamp because Graha wouldn't let her in on the joke. Yeah. yeah. She knew that they were up to something. <laughs> and Rianje and Graha wouldn't let her participate in the prank. So she was like, well, fuck you guys. I'm out. I'm off to the swamp. Home. This is my swamp. Okay, no girls allowed. Sometimes <laughs> 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 I rechat. I just wish I didn't. God. Uh, yes. No girls yes. allowed. Someone's got. Someone's got to draw that now. It's just, just, just them in the corner, like coming up with the plot. <laughs> no girls allowed. Oh yeah, uh, there was the other yes, the the yes mother. Uh, yeah, option. that was good. That was good. Don't make me put you over my knee. I'm like, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Spank me, mommy. <laughs> God damn it. Well, she did Zoriel J. Yeah. She gives it she gives them a little pat. She gives them the she gives them the good old good job team from the coach. There you go, buddy. There you go. Aloha! Don't you fucking answer back. We're talking here. Alright, sorry, I had to deal with that. He's scratching the carpet. <laughs> like an asshole. Okay, so Graha's plan gets completely fucked because of bullets. And then Emmett basically keeps telling you, I'm I haven't been lying. I genuinely wanted to understand you. I genuinely want to see, but now he says about worthiness. Like he's mm -hmm. judging the current what he considers flawed generation to see if they are actually a worthy enough successor in a sense. He made up his mind long ago. He just wanted some justification. I mean, he made it up a long time ago, but he, I mean, what ha I wonder what would have happened if we had contained the light. Wonder yeah. what his genuine reaction would have been. He would have found a way to use us. I mean, that's what he was saying. He was like, if you contain it, I'll find a way to use that. And if you can't, then you shoot yourself in the foot and you make this flood of light happen anyway. You just do it more directly. Like, he, he loves the sweet irony of it as well. Yeah. Of the hero becoming the villain yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Win for me. <laughs> Buddy cop movie with Warrior of Light and Emmett if we had done it. Yeah, I don't think we would have said yes. And even even says that, it's like, if you hadn't said yes, I would have just killed you. <laughs> said. Mm. Thankrit says, well, how do you know he wouldn't have gone along? He's like, I would have killed you. 
said he's very straightforward about it. he's like yes, even earlier even earlier in the story he, he's like when i think thanker asked him something similar he's like well i had planned to just kill you all but yeah i kind of want to see how this turns out yeah <laughs> it's been he's been nothing but honest the entire time it's true and then he reveals to us where his secret lair is the tempest the tempest which reveals to us the first version of bismarck which is a giant fade yeah. whale in a sense mm. that can breathe and create pockets of air under the water and Although it can talk and can it can talk it talks fey though and it doesn't give a shit about what Orion j has to say it waits until king feoul shows up and then finally let's i think that's i think that's when you finally call feoul and feels like you did it you finally fucking did it. Just like, you know I'm overpowered, right? Like, <laughs> you know that I could have solved all of these problems. No? Okay. Pretty much. Did you not remember I went back to, I went to another dimension that you just came from? You know, the one that all your friends are from and you can't do shit. You're the only other one, but I can do it. Just follow your little ether. Tr no, I can do that, but no one else can. Here's all your items, by the way, asshole. Call me next time. <laughs> basically what she does she basically just calls you an idiot the whole time for not accepting we are an idiot. yeah to be fair retainer fit yeah when can i make a pixie retainer goes between the realms goes and does ventures for me in other shards yeah we get retainer glamour before we get Eggy glamour well we've had retainer glamour like we technically have that but huh <sighs> And uh, with that, we now have to deal with uh, kind of the pressing issue with the Warrior of Light slash Darkness. Which, by the way, the whole Warrior of Darkness thing is not, is relative to the elements on the first and is not in any way what people thought it would be with like... Uh, no, but we, we knew that. People saying, oh, we're going to be fighting against Heidelin and we're going to be forsaking the light. No, they were making it so obvious. Even in the trailer, like, we had to embrace light and darkness. Yeah. You had to become the warrior of relativism. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. True. Yeah. It is. It's pretty much just a term because darkness is bad there, mm. or I mean, uh, darkness light is bad there. So you're not gonna call yeah. yourself around calling yourself the warrior of light. It's not. That's that's gonna be. That's gonna be real bad if you're like, yeah, I'm the warrior of light, guys. And be like, kill him yeah. instantly. <laughs> that's that motherfucker. Yeah, it's literally just a faux pas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, you know, it's just that in the very initial trailer with, uh, you know, the one that was revealed at the North American Media Tour, it was still left kind of ambiguous because becoming the Warrior of Darkness, we had been exposed to what a Warrior of Darkness was at that point. So there's this preconceived notion of Ardbert, in a sense, kind yeah. of being the, uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the blueprint of that. Mm. And no, nothing like that even remotely was the case in regards to the story of what the actual warrior... It's just their term for a warrior of light because warriors of light had ruined everything and now darkness was was the good guy. Yeah. But at this point, yeah. So warrior of light's a warrior of darkness. Now they're a ticking time bomb of light. <laughs> everything in all the skies in Norvront are fucking light again and you're going to explode and puke all over everyone and then you're going to murder them. So, Amarat, huh? <laughs> and so, yeah. We... Anything, let me just say. The Papago of Light. So can 
knocked it out of the park with the music because it, it because it fit what Amara was or what he wanted us to perceive Amara to be with the whole ticking in the background and everything mm. counting down to the end. Mm. I thought that was genius. Mm. I mean, Soken and genius are like probably the two most common words that generally. And then we also got Lahi memes. Everyone loves Lahi memes. <laughs> Everyone. I can already tell they're going to be all over the chat. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. If you tweet Lahi, you will get 800 likes and 500 <laughs> comments. I promise you. Because everyone will do it. Uh, if it's not that, it's a lolly ho. One of the two. One of the or two. Or la 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 la. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> the number of times I've heard that song. It's weird because that song is should. I should hate that song, and I don't. Like if I heard that song with no context to anything, and someone just put me in a room and said, "Listen to the song," I'd be like, "What the? F <laughs> what are you making me listen to, man?" And then in the middle of the fight, I'm like. <laughs> just bobbing my head left and right. I can't. I can't help it. Mechanics. Yeah. We call that Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Okay. Aloha. I'm right. Stop causing trouble. I'm gonna pick you up and show you show your fatness to everyone. You could be one of the chais. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be one pretty of much. Yeah. <laughs> no. Come here. There you go. She can be the, he can be the fat chai. He can be the wife, even though he's a he. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so, Amarat. I thought you just Amarat. skip past the Tempest, the Sahagans. Uh, and... I mean, the Sahagans, like, that's cool, but Amarat. Yeah. Amarat, though. Not even, like, the city collectively. What about, uh, what's his name? Begin with an H. Who recognized, who's the only one who it seems Emmett actually gave, like, accidentally. Oh, like, um, Hyphidale. Uh, yeah. Is that, is that Emmett's friend? Yeah. Yeah, Hyphidalis. Yeah, who actually, he accidentally, Emmett accidentally gave him perception of the illusion. Or at least he. Yeah, Hyphidalis. Yeah. Yeah, he at least, or at least he's like, I guess the only, <clears throat> Emmett must have accidentally thought, yeah, he'll see through that. <laughs> and that mm. was enough to, like, give him <laughs> self awareness of. Of that, yeah, accidentally, maybe not. <laughs> probably, probably accidentally. I don't think we were supposed to quite understand as much as we did, and he shows up and speaks to us in whatever tongue that is that we understand, mm. and uh, kind of sets the stage for probably one of the among the bigger revelations. That city itself is a pretty big revelation in regards to it being the uh, projection of an Asian civilization from over to, it's now well, officially it's now officially the closest thing we've seen to i guess the oldest thing we've seen like it's, it's not an oh. actual thing i suppose yeah. it's a giant it's, well, it's ether part, part of it is yeah yeah it's like ether manifested into this to make it appear as if it's a living thriving city and it's mm. thrown in a sense yeah the ruins are um, there but he's like projecting you know yes ether and memories and everything to yes. create Almost like a reminder of his, I guess, a reminder of his cause, in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, and that's now officially the oldest thing we've seen in terms of a civilization, in a way, of going well, it, pre it predates the Sundering. It predates the Sundering, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's older than what we previously thought time was. Yeah. 
A time um, before exist a time before what we've come to know as existence. Yeah. Uh, so Emmett explained earlier in the MSQ that the sundering was a sundering of ab absolutely everything. It wasn't just like the world split into shards, but people's souls were, yeah. were split into shards. And that um, only he, La Habre, and Elidibus were, quote, unbroken. Yeah, which, uh, again, we have no explanation for, um, which is infuriating. But I imagine we will someday. Um, so what we're seeing here was the ancient people that were uh, unsundered, um, that were, I mean, they're literally like 14 times the size of us. Like we were literally like physically and metaphysically split into 14. Just and they combine all the races meeting. together and you get the, just get the same surface area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. They, but they kept perceiving us as little ones. Like as, yeah. Like, as, as children, basically like newborn yeah. souls. Right. Um, so these are not Asians. We need to make that. No, clear. they're Am Amaradines. Amoratines. Amoratines. Ovaltines. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're ancients. Yeah, that's yeah. the easiest way to refer to them. Yeah. And this city was like the capital of the world. Um, and they were, you know, the self-professed, uh, you know, guardians and masters of the star. Um, and they had so much fucking ether just in their own body and in their own essence that they could weave it to create pretty much anything anything yep yeah and and this is the origins of primal summoning um they could create anything out of out of ether um and sustain it with their own ether um without having to at least Yustola believes that it wouldn't have had to put any tax on the land just because their body had so much fucking ether yeah um I suspect that we're probably going to find out that that's bullshit because I mean, I'm sure that like, you know, it, it's a case of the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, being the uh, greater than the, the sum of their parts um, in terms of like their ether and their capabilities and all that. But if you put 14 people together and you're like, all right, let's create a city out of ether. It wouldn't be enough, would it? Maybe but that's what Emmett Selk's done. Yeah, but it wouldn't. But it wouldn't because it takes way more than that to summon a, a primal, and that still drains the shit out of the land. But how many did it take to summon Quetzalcoatl? One, apparently. Yeah, one, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I question that whether it was not in fact taking attacks on the world because I suspect that we're going to find out that the fact that they were creating all of these cities and all of these different creatures and everything just out of nothing was what fucked up the star to begin with. I mean, it, it's in line with exactly yeah, with why primal summoning is bad yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But Yishtola seems to think that that's, that's the reason why primal summoning is bad because people who summon primals they're using the same kind of magic again it's taught to them by the Asians, but they don't have the ether to do it so it has to drain the lands i mean even just zodiac himself so they basically summon zodiac to fix everything that they fucked up and it costs half the lives of everyone yeah. and then to mm -hmm. sustain him they need another half essentially yeah 
eventually. Yeah. Sooner or later, even if Zodiac was just left alive, they would have just run out of people, and it would have just been Zodiac. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this whole magic is just fucked from the beginning, in yeah. a sense. So, so there was the, the convocation of 14, their, their leaders, their forum, if you will, yeah. that decided they were going to summon Zodiac. Lahabre designed <laughs> Zodiac, um, effectively like made the blueprint for Zodiac. Um, and then they summoned him, sacrificed half of their population. And the, uh, the 13 of them, because one of them pieced out, was like, I don't want no part of this. this the dissident. The dissident, yeah. So the 13 of them were tempered. Um, and they became the Asians. Um, and for a time, Zodiac reversed things and it was good, but they wanted to keep sacrificing like more and more to Zodiac. And then they decided that they were going to sacrifice like a bunch of, of like randos to him so that they could bring the, the people back that they originally sacrificed to summon him. Um, and the dissident was like, let, no, that's not, no, no, we're going to have to do something about that. And that's when, Heidelin came about, decided, well, no, actually, we're going to give the star, like, another, we're going to represent the other part of the star's will with this other god. Yeah. And uh, I think it goes without saying, theory-wise, anyone who's seen the whole story, is that the warrior of light slash darkness, us, that we us. are a fragment of the dissidents. Or the that, dissident. That's the going theory. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... Hythlodius, he he basically makes it very very clear that we are the, the the what makes us special, what makes us powerful, is that we're a soul that has been rejoined eight times. Yeah. Well, there's been rejoined seven times, so we're like eight parts soul. Yeah. Whereas you know pretty much everyone else in existence is only one part. Yeah. And then he points to Ardbert and he's like, yeah, and that's another part. Yeah. Um, so the question here, one of the big questions we've got at the moment is whether everyone is a remnant of one of those ancient souls, like everyone in existence, like all the peoples on Heidelin and on Novrat, um, or whether it's only people with the echo. Um, and if it is everyone, whether maybe the people with the echo are the ones that were the uh, Amra, Amra teams because they have these, you know, special powers that apparently other people on the star in ancient times didn't have to the same extent. I mean, you have to consider that not just about the people. You have to consider that about every living being. <laughs> that, like, yeah. every every type of wolf was once part of a... So you're once. saying flora and fauna? It literally, yeah, pretty much everything in existence would have had. If every, quote, everything was under anything that is formed of one was once all one ether, essentially would have had to have been broken down mm -hmm. in a sense. And I just imagine yeah. that includes all the population, not just those with the echo. It's possible that people with the echo when they're if they die, like for example, Isale, I guess, mm -hmm. is a is a solid example. Um Isale, mm -hmm. yeah. I was trying I was trying to remember, wait, was that echo or was that just blessing? No, she had the echo, yeah, and she, she was like echo. on the, the path to achieving the blessing. Yeah, she was on the path to achieving the blessing. Yeah, so again, not, not not all the warriors of light are parts of us, though. That's the thing. Yeah, um, because Ramza, Tenzin, and yeah, Ramza and Tenzin for two. Yeah, 
they're not part of us because they would have well they, well they can't be because they're from the source as well yeah unless um, they're not no they are <laughs> no they, they, they are uh, so it's just like us in particular that that is this like now nine parts of of a ancient soul as opposed to one part yeah pretty much and that's why we can do any of the things that we do i wonder mm. um because i made me wonder when after you get through the amarat Emmett's taunting you he's beating up all your friends and mm. uh and that moment ardbert rejoins with you mm-hmm. and he actually sees the the unnamed ancient for a second and he just calls it a trick of light yeah, I'm wondering how. Else. I'm wondering if it is. I'm wondering if there. I, I guess with the rejoining, you have to assume it's only nine fourteenths of a soul. And uh, of course, unless Unukalhai is one of ours, then that all, all the souls from that one are just fucked. His their goal were, was fucked as soon as the thirteenth was fucked. Like realistically, it was impossible to fully rejoin at that point. There would always be like a frag, a fragment of a soul. Well, they need a solution. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have a time one. travel is gonna be one. Yeah, probably. That's that's. We have, a, we have a time scale for the void here as well. Like that would have happened about uh, like ten or eleven thousand years ago. Yeah, because that was that was so the that, first was the shard they first tried to next. rejoin. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, um, fucked it up cool. bad. <laughs> that was a uh, so, that was a particularly bad one. Just to take a step back for a minute, we 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 don't know for sure what caused this this first great calamity, like before the sundering that Zodiac was summoned in response to. Um, mm-hmm. But we do know what made all those like demons and everything start appearing is that people's uh, like fear and anxiety and terror and stuff like that basically caused their creation magic, like this impulse they had to sort of like immaculately conceive things to just run completely rampant. And, and they started like producing all of their own nightmares out of their own ether. Um, which is interesting because like, it's like, it's like Shinryu, right? But it's just because of what they were, the ancients and, and these powers that they had is that they could just like accidentally pull Shinryus out of thin air everywhere. Um, so that's what that calamity looked like. And that's why it was kind of so terrifying. And that's the the whole point of the dungeon there is that we're fighting these nightmare monsters that the, Amaratines were like accidentally creating because they were shitting themselves. Yeah, it was a cascading effect. Mm-hmm. It was like an avalanche. What started with mm-hmm. one, and then they all realized it was possible, and then they just like, well, I hope that never. Ha- oh shit! I just made it happen. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. And it was uh, it was it was no good. But uh, in that final confrontation, I got to say that's probably my favorite absolute moment in the whole expansion is Ardbert's voice coming out of our character. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I had to rewatch. I was like, wait, did my mouth just fucking move? <laughs> really? <laughs> what? No way. You can't just not. And now, now I'm like, so does that mean I can have a voice for all these cutscenes? <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone's got Ardbert's voice. Everyone has Ardbert's voice. Well, everyone you, get, you get the Vieras showing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dan Vieira right there, boy. It's, vo- it's voice seven. Don't worry, it's voice seven. Anyway, it'll be fine. Just every all the Vieira voice seven. It's 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 that's the that's the canonical voice 
of all of them from this point on. This is our story. No. <laughs> but that was, oh, God. I don't know. I didn't think my character speaking, even if it wasn't my character speaking, it's Arbert, <laughs> would be so fucking epic. Well, I mean, we've been waiting, you know, nearly 10 years for it. Everyone's like, I don't, why don't I even bother picking a voice, the character selection? It's going to change <laughs> it on me anyway. It's Fantasia's a rip. <laughs> and then it eventually boils down to a kind of odd revelation that Emmett Selk's real name is Hades, apparently. Um, it was I, completely arbitrary, though. Yeah, I wonder that, though, because I wonder if members of all 14 members of the uh, the council, including the dissident, I wonder if they all had, like, Greek names. Like, they're all their real names or, like... Well, the um, the uh, Amoratines, like, their whole society was pretty Hellenistic. Like, yeah. In of, yeah. In terms of, like, it being centered around, like, kind of this... It was Plato's Republic. Or, yeah. or Utopia. Yeah. Um, they were in, it was a pretty pragmatic Utopia. Like, I... Honestly, it was pretty sinister, though. Like, it was very sinister. Like, yeah, to be fair, like, I can kind of understand why a little bit why Emmett Zulk and then like the convocation that we've seen or we've dealt with, like, mm -hmm. even though they're sundered, I kind of understand why they feel the way they feel the way they feel the way they do. Like, if you lost that utopia, even though you fucked it up yourself, you mm -hmm. wouldn't want to kind of fucking kill a shard to get it back hmm yeah so i kind of felt for them a little bit just a tiny bit i, I felt for uh, uh, well I, I, so the the Asians, the, the convocation mm -hmm. um we know that their names are basically all titles um but i believe the implication was that like the title was the name of the first dude that held that position. Held the title, yeah. Or held and then anyone that's ascended into that position is just given that title as a name. The name. Um, so his real name was Hades, but that doesn't really mean anything other than being like a really cool throwback and a really cool way of like adding a Hades fight. We'll see. I'm curious, because we still have one boring Asian to finish explaining shit for us. How did Emmett get to be so cool and the other two are, like, just fucking mouthfuls of, well, of blah? He, he implied that they keep, like, switching bodies so often and they keep, like, doing so much stuff that kind of, like, spends what anima they have. <laughs> Like, he chats like, shut up, La Habrea. I mean, word of La Habrea, because all he does is fucking open yeah. his mouth. Yeah. Just speaks a lot. And Emmett's like, oh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, guys. He's, he's the fucking, he's the fucking adult in the room who's like, why can't I be cool? And all the, mm -hmm. and they're all just like, shut the fuck up, Emmett. Just, come on now. Even Olivus is like, Emmett really doesn't talk to any of us. <laughs> he's... <laughs> I thought it was funny when yeah, he's, he's, he's speaking with Varys and he's like, I don't know, I, like, he went to the first, I mean, he doesn't really tell us anything. <laughs> he just kind of does whatever he wants, we don't, we, don't, we don't really keep track of all that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we end up dealing with this the threat of Hades, he's collected all the souls, essentially, of the, uh, of the other Asians, or he's like keeping them. In a sense, or at least the masks or the memories. It's hard to tell because you see like a bunch of masks, which you yeah. think would represent the masks of 
the uh, em emeritites, emeritines, yeah. salt, salt. I mean, that's, that's the idea. I don't think he's like literally collected the souls of them because the souls are like, he, he's made the point that whenever an Asian is destroyed, um, they will find another shard of that Asian soul and just promote it, basically. Yeah. Your job now. There you go. Um, obviously, you can't do that with La Habrea and, uh, and Olympus and M itself because they've got all the shards for their yeah. soul. So once they're dead, they, they, they're gone. They're destroyed. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm confused by this, but I don't think he was like, yes, I've joined all the shows of all the Asians. It was more like, like, this is our hopes and dreams and I'm drawing on a bunch of ether and using my creation magics to transform myself into this thing. Because he can really make himself into whatever the fuck he wants. It's kind yeah, of as, as we like established with um, that the academia, for instance. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, we can we can like take this either and transform ourselves. It's not just limited to like other things. Um, another big part of that scene though is uh, throughout all of Shadowbringers, canonically, you're either fighting. I actually didn't pay much attention to Titania and crown of the immaculate in regards to how you end up with eight people there um <laughs> mm. i don't know if canonically they're supposed to be you just no you just do they're just there they're just there okay because mm -hmm. um all the other all the other dungeons canonically speaking it's just you and the trusts it's just you and and all mm -hmm. of them they're always there at the end essentially even mm -hmm. with crown of the immaculate they walk up the stairs at the very end yeah. uh but with graha he pulls people seven people from across time to from across yeah. the time and space to fight Hades with you in that moment. Yeah. So he's dragging like warriors of light from across the multiverse, basically. Yeah. So like canonically, we could think of that as us fighting alongside like Ramza and Tenzin and uh, you know uh, all these other warriors of light from different shards at different times, and oh, it was so epic. Yeah, mm. and I'm like, I was, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you've got this shit right now, like, mm -hmm. because if you had fucked it up seven more times, shit would have been pretty <laughs> fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would definitely not have been good. Yeah, it's just um, for all the other, I, I just think back to everything pre Shadowbringers. It's like, hey, you go, you guys get some adventures. Guys will be fine. And mm -hmm. in this, like, when you're running up the top to the Crown of the Immaculate, you're not you just don't run across seven other people. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So I was wondering, uh, those are the only, like, really only Titania and Crown of the Immaculate were the ones where I questioned the canonical, the, the canon of having other people with you. Mm -hmm. So I was, friends. Uh, I was wondering if there was, yeah, friends. But the thing is, there's, they literally, there's, you go right from, like, your allies saying, we'll take care of it, you go, to mm -hmm. going. There's never, like, a collect your friends kind of moment, because you don't have any fucking friends. On the first. These are your friends. Yeah, you do. These are your friends. In oh, fact, yeah. the people don't even know you're the warrior of darkness. Like, they put it together pretty quickly, but they don't reveal to you that they know until after you've gotten back from Crown of the Immaculate. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I was just wondering if there's any lore explanation for the seven others there. Like, not, not specifically, but there's like a couple of... Yeah, they're pixies. A couple that, of conclusions. That yeah, they're, they're pixies that take on the appearance of your friends. There you go. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not important who yeah. it is, but it's Graha being like, yes, from time and space, 
heroic heroes of hero times. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's done. All right. It's fucking cool. On the fish team, I now yeah I need to get one of those where everyone is wearing Papega outfits, <laughs> and I do that cutscene and that battle again, and it just summons in eight Papegas to fight Hades. Oh god, that's realistically the scene that everyone's waiting for. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the moment where mm-hmm. we we need it all. Oh, Kraha summons nests. Wait, let me try again. <laughs> uh oh, chat. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. Oh, oh dude. Chat. How could you? How could you do that? The best people to bring their Yeah, they summon them in, they're like, so it's fucking your mom, right? <laughs> like they just get the <laughs> mid-conversation. <laughs> it's just some like random shit. <laughs> just catches the mid-conversation. Like, wait, where the fuck are we? Now that's oh, a video shit. that needs to get made. Is what would happen when Nest is summoned into that fight? I need that video, Drac. Make it happen, please. Please make it happen, Larry. Somebody get on that because I need to see it immediately. That's that's content right there. Okay, everyone tweet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Don Gasp. Unfortunately, it being a normal mode trial is not too much to say. It's cool that Hades has his cauldron. He's a bit of an asshole at sometimes too, as uh, Ethis learned when mm-hmm. he hit too many people with a certain AOE. <laughs> caused the uh, caused a bit of chaos there, didn't you, buddy? It was fun. It was good. It was fun. He's like, I, I was like, oh, so that's what happens in the Duty Finder. <laughs> you get Ethis and he just traps five yeah. people in the cauldron. I was like, oh, that's how it looks. Okay, alright. Everyone below you is trying to step on the things to free everyone. Listen, it wasn't five. It was one other guy. The samurai is like, you go in this? Should I? Do I go? or Okay, alright. I guess we're both in. (laughs) God damn it. (sighs) Alright. But at the end of it all, uh, we do one last fight, or we bring the white orosite that we probably should have remembered we had from nine levels ago, and just all of a sudden now we're like, okay, yeah, he's weakened. That's what we need. We needed that first. I mean, we established yeah. that with Nabrealis. We couldn't just throw it at him immediately. He kind of yeah. needed to be in a weakened state. He needed to be as close to, like, without a body, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, he needed to be nothing but, like, a swirl of ether, which at that point, Hades, that's what he was. And he was weakened on top of that. And even with all that, they fucking chopped it, channeled a bunch of energy into it, made a giant spike out of it. Didn't do anything we did with White Orsite the time before. And then we uh, made Bravura and threw it right through his fucking chest. God, so good. It was a really good. It was a really good end. And in that moment with Emmett at the end, he kind of accepts that his... it's it's hard to tell like really what his perception is of that moment he's kind of accepted defeat at the very least and just doesn't want his people to be forgotten but it's hard Mm -hmm. to tell if he's actually accepted that the thing that he said that he like wanted to accept in a sense that they were like worthy allies in a sense it's hard to it's hard to really tell if he's actually garnered any respect in that moment because he does he kind of goes off with a smile i think he's accepted like us he hasn't accepted anyone else yeah. 
Well, he, he said if he his... accepts us, then by extension. Like, he said that it, as long as we're useful, by extension, they're useful. So I think we're kind of his useful judging Useful to point. him, though. Like, useful to the rejoining. Yeah. But he's like, still going to be He's not going to be okay with the idea that the rejoining's not going to happen. He doesn't have a fucking choice now, does he? I mean, you had to kind of make Jesus death back when he got, a, like, mm. a gaping hole in your fucking Yeah, it's true. But he, he was kind of like suggesting that that was it that's like that's the assians done we're done you did it he's like one of us won't do shit like, yeah pretty much right <laughs> there's no faith in a because he knows yeah. while is gone so he's like well if they beat two of us they're gonna beat the third one yeah exactly um four i don't yeah. know i almost detected this level of like acceptance of what he had kind of interpreted as flawed people even if you're the least flawed of them because you're nine mm. parts rejoined at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess you can you can read it a bunch of different ways. Yeah, a little bitch. There well, you go. He's dead, so it doesn't matter. No, it's, it's, it doesn't really. We come to a, a pretty sad moment, probably one of well, probably everyone's favorite moment with Grahatia, where you finally say Grahatia, and he just loses it. <laughs> yeah, you've ruined his sweet prank. He's upset. <laughs> been preparing this prank for like 100 years and you're just like i know you're gratitude it's like oh shit <laughs> fuck you <laughs> you ruined everything god damn it why couldn't you just go along with it why couldn't you just laughed at my joke that's okay f this trash bra has wi-fi i did i did yeah, yeah it's great it's great yeah, 300 years. I mean, to be fair, he wasn't awake for the 200 years it took to fashion the Crystal Tower. He wasn't just chilling yeah. for those. He was chilling, but he was chilling asleep. Yeah. He wasn't awake for all 200 yeah. years that yeah. it took. So we'll just give him the, the benefit of 100 and call it so. But with but with all that, you go through a, a pretty funny scene where, uh, fuck it, Erdogan Jay's drowned and dead. I don't care that he's in the final scene walking through. He's fucking dead. You can't find him in the hut. Where the fuck is he? And I asked Grahatia, hey, where is everyone? He didn't even mention his fucking name. He's yeah, it's just gone. He doesn't exist anymore. Oh, no, he's back. He's back cleaning Bismarck's teeth. I mean, that's the theory, but he's not on Bismarck if you fly out there. <laughs> so fuck I it. reckon he's gone back to Wales. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> I reckon he could do it the whole time. I reckon he already worked it out. But like we get to the we get to the bit at the end and um Graha's like, well I can't send you home because like you were gonna yeah. go home as soon as I died because <laughs> I summoned you, like I have to die to release. And I'm just looking at Uriange and waiting for him to be like, Alright. It's funny. Somebody point out <laughs> if you go back to that scene, you can actually see Uriange floating face down in the water. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't <laughs> yeah. notice that. I didn't notice that at all. That was, I was like, ah, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah, that's exactly what she's happened. She's so worried about Alphano, but she's like, ah, Rian Jay's probably dead. Whatever. No, that was Ishtola who said, ah, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Rian's like, shouldn't we go? And, and Ishtola's like, ah, he'll wash up. <laughs> like, okay. That's fucked up. She's like, well, he lied to me for years. <laughs> So that's what he fucking gets at this point. Mm. Um, you come to this final scene. Faol is there. All the Yulmorans are there. They're over at the docks across where you are earlier in the story. 
You all swim back. It's all good. Everything, everything, everything's fine except now people are still trapped on the first, and uh, nobody really knows what to do about it. But they're just like, whatever. We'll, we'll get stuff to deal with here. I'm sure, we don't mind sticking around. We know exactly what to do about it. We have to kill Grahatia. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't know how to send you guys fuck? back. I, it's like I was supposed to die, and now I don't know how to send you guys back. And I was like. Well, you know exactly how you're going to kill yourself. He's going to find some other way. Jesus, you fucking savage. I just wanted... <laughs> what listen, gonna do? After that scene, all I wanted was bonus dialogue with Odeon J. I got it with three of the five. Two of them are going to be part of Eden. And I was like, oh, I'm sure Odeon J has something new to say about all this. And he's just nowhere to be fucking found. He's in all the cutscenes, And I don't know where the fuck he is. Maybe he went to go deal with Yorha. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Maybe Yorha is a fucking... Asian or Emmerdine Am- fucking creation of ether or some shit. Who even knows at this point? It's gonna be something like that, isn't it? Yeah, we'll see. Ugh. We 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 shall. See. I'm still waiting on the Eta theory. Don't think I've let go of that. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. Orion Jay's in all those scenes after, but there's no like you can speak to people after the story's done to get bonus dialogue, and Orion Jay's not one of them. Or at least if he is, he's not in any of the locations you'd expect to find him. So that's what the I was Amor- upset about. The Amaratines created some waifus. Yeah, Matoya just goes. Ishtola's on the first. We'll tell her to say hello when she gets home. That's it. Like that's yeah. Maybe Yora's Gratia's future. The future he's from and like what happened after the fact. I, I was I was thinking that. that actually, sense. I was thinking about that. I found mm-hmm. him. He said Bismarck came and fished him out. Where is he then? <laughs> Tell me where he's gone. Tell me where he is. Because no, he said that. He said that like in the final cutscene where we're all standing in the Crystal Tower and kind of talking and rapping. Yeah, up. but I'm talking about after no. that. I'm talking about no, like that, we have no idea where he's going. I'm talking about where after you're done talking to Tataru and she gives yeah. you the Graha Tia minion that Rambrose made. Who, by mm-hmm. the way, Rambrose goes. I figured out who it is, and to be honest, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> Dude, if he was in the waking sand, somehow I would have lost my I would love that. <laughs> he's just there somehow. Uh, Maybe he's by the castle. Not uh, he's not in Ilmeg. Yeah, if he is, then he's fucking hiding real well. Um, But yeah, there's a bunch of bonus dialogue. Not too much bonus dialogue. Grahatia has the most bonus dialogue after you finish the story. You can show him the minion and he goes, What the, f- the fuck is that thing? He's like, oh, someone made it. And he's like, fucking Rambrose. He remembers. He just goes, it's fu- <laughs> Rambrose made this. He's like, oh, at least I know he's okay. At least I know. Oh. And if you tr- call him Grahatia to his face again, he's like, like he's, he just perks up. He's like, exclamation mark. Well, he's also like, that name doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. He's like, it's, it's weird to hear. He's like, hey, I kind of like sort of remember being a young man. But he hasn't used the name for a hundred years. Yeah, and a little longer. He's trying to use the Exarch. Hmm. Yeah, he's well, he hasn't used the name for three hundred years, but you know he's asleep for two hundred of those. So. Yeah, and however old he was when he locked himself away. Yeah. So you know, and some change, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tears up and blushes. That name doesn't mean any more to me, Baka. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, um, and we already know why we can't talk to Thancred and Reen, because they're dealing with Eden. We get a little bonus mm-hmm. scene with them out in the in the wastes. Mm-hmm. And uh you just have Eden chilling out there, 
just face down in the in the sands like we saw in the uh, in the little preview of it in the live letter. Mm-hmm. So it's we caught in the flood. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about that. Still, definitely looks like a sin eater to me. Mm. Just very much looks like one. Just a really really big one that uh, had too much to drink and fell face first into the fucking sand. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, and then we have probably so earlier in the show I said two words to describe the story and it was rematch time. Uh... And this whole time we've been talking about everything on the first. Our boys Gaius and Estinian have been dealing with Black Rose back on the source. Apparently, Cryo went well, like the Legion of Doom. Pretty much every time, yeah. They uh, they cross paths. They end up working together. Uh, Estinian's been recruited to the Scions by Cryo. Apparently, finally. yeah, <laughs> finally. And uh, he joins Gaius in a crusade to stop Black Rose. They go to a bunch of different facilities and eventually to the capital of Garlemald, where a disturbance causes lets them slip into the palace because everyone is dead because elita xenos or i'm sorry ella xenos who is now imperial xenos because he's swapped (laughs) bodies uh has made his way back there too and uh he walks right up to elita xenos and goes that's my body (laughs) i will i would like that back very much please so uh, very good timing yeah, your body or your secrets. It's very, very yeah. good timing. But yeah. Elidibus is like, all right, I'll tell you my secrets. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I don't understand. So, so okay, I, I I get this much. Um, Elidibus felt a disturbance in the force, realized that Emmett Selk was dead, and this whole like Black Rose causing the Eighth Umbral Calamity thing, like that was that was done. That was out of that like that failed. So he's like, all right, why, why I don't need this body anymore. Fuck it. Um, so he retreated. Xenos got his body back. That was fine. Why did he tell Xenos about Heidelin and Zodiac and all that? I think we we, we see a little bit at the end. He's he's like, oh, he calls himself the Warrior of Darkness. I'll just have to kill him with a Warrior of Light. And I'm just like, hey, remember how that worked last time? <laughs> just keeps fucking where he just keeps flip flopping on it. Yeah. But then Xenos is talking about, oh, we just got to take, like, we're gonna, we're gonna take the the power of the star. He seems to be implying he's gonna be like, all right, well, I'm gonna take all the darkness and you're gonna take all the light and we're gonna fight each other. It's gonna be epic. I'm I'm wondering if Elidibus doesn't mean to make Xenos his champion and make Xenos his warrior of lights. He might. Do you really think he's gonna go along with that, though. Xenos. <laughs> if it, yeah. no, actually, yeah, actually, if it means fighting, Absolutely. if it means fighting our character, yes, hundred. Yeah. If it means if it means like getting powered up as much as possible and then fighting us, then absolutely he'll go along with it, hundred percent. That's literally. I mean, that's been the topic of Xenos' discussion. Is despite being a very one-dimensional character, he's mm-hmm. incredibly motivated to the point of being intriguing. Yeah, in a sense, because he was my my two favorite thing, my my most favorite thing about Stormblood, my least favorite thing about Stormblood. My favorite thing was Xenos. My least favorite thing was him losing his initial body in four point mm. Him just offing himself until mm. you know we found out later he wasn't actually dead. Because mm. um, he was a character I wanted to see cause a lot. I felt like he had a lot more left in him, and that is apparently <laughs> the case. Mm-hmm. Because. Uh, he is our enemy. He is our friend. He's our friend. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, he is going to bring about a fucking second sundering if he really gets what he wants at this point. That's essentially what he's implying is not even necessarily another sundering, but a sundering level event. He just wants to fight. Doesn't care about the consequences. Yeah, but that's like that's how far his obsession is taking it. And, and see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm questioning. Questioning the motivation to work with Elidibus because like mm. he just wants a fight. He doesn't need Elidibus, and I damn sure think he doesn't like him after taking his body. So why would the, I mean? Besides, he doesn't care either way. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think he's he's got any like beef with Elidibus. Hell, he was even excited Elidibus had his body because he's like, well, I can fight my own body. And then Elidibus yeah. pieced out. He's like, yeah. I would have loved to have crossed swords with myself. Which he didn't have any beef out of with context is a terrible sentence, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but Xenos was like, all right, Varys, I don't want your empire. I don't give a shit about your empire. Your empire can die. Um, your your empire was trying to kill my friends, and that's my job. So get out of my way. Yeah, that's it. He j- only killed his dad. He's like, I don't care about Black Rose. I don't care about the empire. But you're you're fucking with my you're fucking with my shit here. This is mine. So, so that's that's the solution to the Galen Empire. We don't have to go and take it out because Xenos already did. I feel like Black Rose, as much as they went around like getting rid of facilities and he has no interest, I, it can't be the actual end of Black Rose. Like, it just, they brought it, they made it a central plot point here, but they just also got rid of it, like, simultaneously. Really quickly. But, it's, but it's, it's redundant. The whole point of Black Rose was to rejoin the first. And now, well, if you Black tell, if you tell Xenos that rejoining is the only way that this, like, his battle's ever going to come. I yeah, wouldn't be maybe. surprised if suddenly he's on board with that shit. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, as far as like Elidibus is concerned, and the thing is like w- wiping out the the entire population of the source, that, that would be terrible now because the, the, the point of having the source at the point that it is, the point of the Galian Empire, the point of things being built up is so that they can cause a rejoining. If they have a calamity that doesn't cause a rejoining, they're not going to be able to make another calamity for thousands of years not until some other world gets fucked up until the point where it actually like feeds into well also well that but also not until our world gets built up again to the point where they can initiate another event of that scale yeah so it's in Elidibus's best interest at the moment to make sure a black rose event doesn't occur anytime soon well like you said he is good thing he has no interest in his father's agenda then or his grand grandfather? What is it? Yeah, no, it's his father. <laughs> I couldn't remember <laughs> yeah. for a second. He yeah, literally says, yeah. "My, my, my yeah. greedy son." Yeah, yeah. Varys just got fucking dealt. I'm just. I don't know why I was so pleased to see Varys just fucking dealt with. They made him seem like he was going to be this massive menacing force at the end of Stormblood. Stormblood with this like agenda to rejoin to one people just so they could Blast. overthrow the Asians. Yeah. He got shit on. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised that he didn't uh, end up with the uh, uh, with the Echo himself. Yeah, I actually yeah. was thinking that that he didn't he didn't have the resonant, mm. which is really the big thing. But and you have to like, wonder if the resonant, even though it's a quote borrowed Echo, the fact that it's merged as many souls as it is, well, it's no different from an Echo. 
No, I know that, but it's mm. a borrowed, as he mm. uses the term echo, in a yeah. sense. And instead of mm. rejoining souls that actually belong to him initially, he just has other souls in there. So I'm wondering yeah, again, if that cutscene was that cutscene was kind of left open ended. Do do we really think Varys is done with? He's dead. Yeah. So is guys. No. Nope. <laughs> you, you 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 drop a huge facility and and blow it up on top of his head, and he's like, "No, I don't think I will die." You think what Varys? You think Xenos is going to kill him with a fucking sword? <laughs> yes. Listen, if Estinian doesn't jump his ass out of there, he is. <laughs> Which is going to be what ends up happening. Estinian's going to drag Gaius back to the Rising Stones and he's going to be like, well, this is what's happening right now. We, we didn't kill Gaius. We did kill Xenos, effectively. Mm-hmm. Or he killed um, himself. Well, he killed himself, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. We, you know, we, we did the job. Um, We're going to need White Orosite to kill Xenos, aren't we? <laughs> At this point, that's uh, the only way. Probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. There's really no other way to kill him. Like, he's proven yeah. that at this point. Unless we get I mean, Fordola to do it. would be a start. Apparently, in the Summoner job quest, Fordola and Ehrenvault are there. In the level 80 job Ooh. quest. Fucking really? Apparently. I saw chat say that like an hour ago, and I meant to That doesn't surprise you. me. Yeah, it makes that's sense. That's very cool, but that doesn't surprise me. Oh, Sorry. we learned more about the Dragon Song War from the Dragoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I really wouldn't. I mean, it kind of felt like we were just honoring Nidhogg from the from the quest line, but I, I kind of wanted more out of it. I see what they mean know. by consolidating five like quests into one, because essentially mm-hmm. it was five scenes that probably would have been split up across five quests, just done yeah. back yeah. to back to back to back. Yeah. They just did cutscenes for it, just a little bit of a. Uh, of an addition to it. Apparently the scholar one's really good. I haven't done the dancer, or the gunbreaker one yet. Um, mm. And like I said earlier, so far the tank roll quest was pretty good. And I'm looking forward to the white mage one soon. Mm-hmm. Paladin job quest sucked again. <laughs> that's what I see in the chat. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Mm. Uh, and then because we were already over two hours in, although I don't think that's a surprise to fucking anybody. Um, on top of having Eden, on top of having the Xenos thing, on top of Mr. Elidibus fucking on the moon again, <laughs> trying to summon the opposite type of warrior again. That worked so well last time. Yeah, so great. It only made us rejoin again with another fucking soul, Man, essentially. When did Elidibus become such a bitch? A little bitch. He's been a bitch the whole time. The only time he looked, looked cool was when he went into the, the Waking Sands. No, he's he's been he was cool right up until when he took Xenos' body, and I was like, really? What did he do what? at that? He point? started well. I, I mean, up until that point, he was cool because he was like so different from La Habra, and he he never like did anything directly. He was always just like puppeteering, and that was that was cool. And then he like gave up on that, and he was like, I'm just gonna do the, the shit that La Habra did. I he's, mean, he's he's he did say me. he got tired of calling himself an emissary. Yeah, he, he definitely has turned into a bitch. He's pretty he's pretty angry at this point cuz now he's as alone as he could possibly be. He's fucking terrified he should be. Yeah. Everything's falling apart around him. 
And they say we were 80% done. He's the last 20% when it comes to the Zodiac Heidel and plot. And I wonder how much of that's going to be the focus of 5.1. Like, because technically the story of the expansions don't really end till point three. Yeah. That's like when the plot itself is fully resolved. This did not, this felt like it could have been like a point three level uh, kind of solution because the remaining problems are the people being stuck on the first and whatever Elidibus and Xenos, like individually, what their plots end up kind of unfur- unfurling into. Um, so there's a lot of question marks about outside of trying to send people back to the source. Well, what- the way it's looking at the moment is that point three has got to be like us v Xenos one last time. Rematch, boys. Fucking rematch. Give us a well, pro- I mean, give us a proper Xenos fight, not his shade and Supiomi and a four man dungeon boss. Trial. I mean, well, next time we fight Xenos, he's gonna be a trial. Like Shinryu is as close yeah. as you get, but Shinryu is not Xenos. I don't. I never yeah. tell. Like a lot of people, are like, oh, we did fight Xenos. He's Shinryu, and I'm like, nah. What else is he gonna have? Like some other transformation? He's gotta have like a Nidstinian level kind of thing. I need that. Right. Yeah, I can. Like, kind of like, like um, Asian Prime mm-hmm. from uh, Heaven's Ward. Kind of, a little bit. Yeah. Asian Prime's dumb. Looking back now that what we know about Lahabra, <laughs> like being one of the three unbroken, forming with a broken Asian soul to create Asian Prime, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Shouldn't all three of you together be Asian Prime, technically? Well... You say that's dumb, but that's like that's kind exactly of the, that's exactly what Asians do. He just takes ether and forms whatever the fuck. Oh he no, wants. I mean that's that's exactly how he beat Emmett. It was like, well, we're useless now, but if I take one more little bit of soul, suddenly, mm, that's exactly what Asian Prime was. It was Laha Brer and just like a little bit more. Well, the oh, big thing I have is like, how did Emmett? <laughs> Emmett's like. So not a bitch, and La Habrea was so much of a bitch compared to Well, he explains it earlier yeah. in the MSQ by saying La Habrea is like, hot so many bodies and, like, spent so much of his uh, anima, we'd have to assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on bullshit, whereas Solace is just, well, Emmett has just been Solace, sleeping. Just kind of like having having naps. I wonder what his name was in the Allegan. I wonder if we want probably can go by Solace there. Wonder what his Allegan name was. Don't know. We know he wasn't like as as kind of direct as he was as Solace. Right. Yeah. Maybe he was a mon. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that's kind of it. We fight him on. Yeah, we fight him on. So, yeah. Yeah, because hmm. Nabrialis was more of a badass, even though he was not an unbroken he was just way he was even dumber but he was in every way still better than Brand. i don't know how he managed that one um so then we come to the dungeons obviously we spoke about the amarat um academia it's got some pretty interesting stuff going on in there but i think the big dungeon everyone talks about is the twinning which literally is the entire backstory of how Graha's plan essentially comes to bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, the twinning was amazing. So to sum it all up, over 200 years, Biggs and his ancestors, members of the Ironworks, take d- data from the advent from the Warrior of Light's adventures and use that to construct a crystal tower that can both travel through time and the rift. 
aka Alexander and Omega level tech. That's and cool. Wow. Which makes sense, Dang. which is why the song, canonically, has mm. all those elements in there. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was amazing. Yep. So they they like basically did an anti tower. They they dug a well down into the live stream. Yeah. Um and used that to access the rift and then built a replica Alexander uh to control it. Um Alexander, his time travel used a shitload of ether and he thought that he was gonna like drain the whole of the Giovannian hinterlands by teleporting around. Well, the crystal tower is like a giant like ethereal battery it's a giant like ethereal nuclear reactor that's just been sitting there um for you know thousands and thousands of years um and that turned out to be enough either yep yep so it connected oh and of course uh studying omega um uh they they needed to use Omega to be able to navigate through the rifts. Yes. Yeah. So it combines. Hmm? Yeah, Omega was one of those scenes at the end where the Titan yeah. was. There was. Yeah. 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 So so it, it wrapped up Crystal Tower, Alexander, Omega, Anti Tower, like so, just just all all in one dungeon. Pretty much. And they got around this this idea of us like having to be careful about referencing stuff in the MSQ that people haven't done yet because of time travel. Because if you haven't done it yet, you will do then it by 200 years in the future, you will have done it. By the ephemeral calamity, technically. Yeah. Even even if you never play it in game, your character canonically at some point in, a, in, a, in their lifetime will have done it. Um, and they can have knowledge of that 200 years in the future. Even if your character right now going into that dungeon hasn't done crystal tower or omega or alexander there's a really really smart way to solve that paradox yeah and then chat's bringing up a few things <clears throat> they may not have precisely given a fuck about the ether of the planet considering <laughs> what the planet state was kind of in as that's well. a good point that's a good point as well it's like yeah we're, we're done with this one anyway like we're taking another go so just take what's left that's a good point although that shit's broken now <laughs> <laughs> that tower ain't going anywhere anymore. They didn't really explain that. That we like we had to go. It had to be broken. We had to go down and break it because that's a, a the sort of Deus Ex Machina you cannot have hanging around down there. Mm -hmm. Because every time there's a problem, we would just be like, we got a time machine. So the time machine had to go. But they didn't explain like why we why we did that really. They're just like, there's some shit going on under the Crystal Tower. Go look at it. We never speak to Grahatia about it. And I think that there's, there was nothing wrong with it and that Grahatia just knew that we had to go and destroy it to make sure that no one else could use it. Pretty much. There's also, after you beat it, they say there's still more to figure out. And they say in mm. the coming days, they'll, uh, they'll uncover more. And I'm like, well, fucking hurry up. I want to know now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right? Twinning hard mode in uh, 5.5? <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be into that. I'm That'd into, be good. I'm into that Just knob. stop sending researchers down there. Just leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. God. There's going to be some other reason why, like, the ether, like, the, the machine down there is, like, 
bad news. I they turn they turn the fucking thermos into a into a mop. It was so good. I was so happy with that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was like, he did it. He did it. The madman. He did it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That was really good. I I don't think it was broken. I don't think it was anything wrong with it. I think Graha just knew that we had to destroy it before someone else managed mm-hmm. to use it. And again, just for the narrative point, it's like you can't have that hanging around. I mean, Emmett was already planning on some time travel shit. You know, he was going to extract yeah, whatever. He was going to use it. Yeah. Whatever but now, the Exarch knew. But now it's like, well, how does Grahad send us back? Did he not? Did he not need that? Us? Well, the silence. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say us, meaning because we just walked through. We're just like, all right, we're going to yeah. go back now. I mean, the thing, the thing is, like, we knew that the Crystal Tower already had the ability to open portals. Yeah. It's just that that apparatus was how they sent the whole fucking tower. Yeah. So we'll just, uh, I mean, maybe and by understanding that, I mean, if, if they understand how the tower used the power, even if they don't need the tower <laughs> itself, that could be how they send everyone back. Understanding what was down there. Could be what they yeah. use to send. They at least try to come up with a blueprint of how to send the souls back to the source. Yeah, souls that's that can probably have bones and mm. break and still die, despite your <laughs> inability to comprehend that. Mm. Well, Graha doesn't know how it works. He just knows how to use it. Yeah, as well. So, yeah, that's that's good old good old Graha. I'm mm. sure that uh, we'll be seeing plenty more of all these familiar mm. faces. But by God, if Hell of a hell of a resolution to the initial expansion oh story, and at the same time, I've never needed a point one patch more. <laughs> <laughs> like, luckily we have Eden, which is very closely entwined to the fate of the first, to kind yeah. of push that narrative forward a little bit. But that is not the same as a five point one main scenario. <laughs> well, the five point one main scenario is going to be about like the the sort of. Uh, B story with you know the Galleons and Xenos and all that. Yeah. Whereas the 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 A story, the MSQ narrative, that's going to feed like directly into uh directly into Eden, right? Yeah. You know what I you know it's something I found interesting because they tend to do this for very particular reasons. When you go back to mm-hmm. Tataru, she explains Kryle recruited Astinian and mm-hmm. uh you know, Sid's, you know, Biggs at the beginning of the story is like, Sid's off doing something else. Whenever a character's off doing something else, they're usually part of a... Side content. Side content. There's also... Yeah. The, yeah. Because here's the thing. We also have the question of Tartarus still. And there are actually monsters in the first that reference Tartarus. Um, one of the S-Ranks, Ixtab, mentions uh, Tartarus again. And that's still a plot point from uh, the previous expansion. Ixtab? Yeah, Ixtab mentions Tartarus when you, when you, if you just let them idle, mm. they, uh, they mention something about Tartarus. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a wrong, and remember, Ixtab is a Ronkin. Like mm. you know those mobs you run. Have you seen Ixtab? Ixtab's one of the uh, yeah okay. They're they're one of the ads that you run into in uh, mm-hmm. the like as soon as you enter the level seventy five dungeon. Mm-hmm. So um, there is more mention of Tartarus in the first on top of mention mm. of it in uh, in the source. So yeah, and all their spells are Tartarian spells. 
Ah. So Ronk, the Ronk is... You know what? I did notice that, actually. Yeah. yeah. So that is still a pretty major question. Is Tartarus a, yes, Tartarus a deep dungeon? Is it another term for <clears throat> the rift? Another another por- portion of the rift in some way? Hmm. So we're going to see, because we know that the Garlands, or whatever the fuck's left of them at this point... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell's left of that empire, which is a lot of people, but not a lot of structure. Uh, they have the technology to access gates that lead to Tartarus. And uh, it's apparently a thing that exists on the first as well. So whatever it is, the Ronkins knew about it. And the, uh, the um, help me out, the lighthouse, the people, give me the name, begin with a G, give me the name. The name of the what? people who built the lighthouse. Ritterana Lighthouse, the Gaug, the Gaugans. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. They both are aware of this this realm, in a sense, mm-hmm. or this this magic or this this whatever existence it is. Mm-hmm. So there's something going on here with these ancient civilizations. Mm. And it's weird that only these ancient civilizations seem to be aware of it. Mm. I just want to know more. Maybe that's where your heart is. <laughs> Everything's a path to Yorha at this point. We're just trying to fucking quantify it. We're trying to link everything to Yorha, and I don't like it. Stop. Stop doing it. Please. No. Please don't. Yeah, we already know. It's it's Eda. We already know. <sighs> it's obvious. Mm-hmm. All right. But with that, gentlemen, there are so many points we did not either oh think God. to even remotely touch upon or... Just there's no way we could do it in what is almost a three-hour show. Yeah, we can't cover 70 hours of content. So what we can do, however, Ethis, if you would like to join us next week, Eden will be out. We will not be waiting a week to do spoilers on Eden. Eden's story? Yes. Yes! And, of course, you know, overall thoughts on the actual content as well. Absolutely. I'm down for that. So we can do another lore dump next week. And if there's anything else that you come up with between this week and next week, we could throw that in there and add it into discussion. If anyone requests anything or you come up with anything, we can throw that in the next week's show as well. Mm. Yes. All right. So with that, um, I think we're going to wrap up. Normally we do the the patrons at the end, but I think with a three hour show, (laughs) I think they'd understand if we say thank you and go get food. (laughs) Uh, we got to get them worked everyone? back into the show. They got because the last few shows, because of the depth of the topic, were kind of yeah. spent by the end of it all. So uh, I think they they understand this was only three hours. Yeah, and it wasn't long enough. How fucked up is that? Crazy, like barely scraped the surface. Literally, it was the highest level of like understanding, high level meaning. You know, like technology. You know, low level mm-hmm. is more complex. Always bugged me out when I learned that. In college, I'm like, that's literally the opposite of what I would have thought it was referred to. But, you know, that's how it is. So, yeah. kudos to the main scenario writers. Oh uh, my specifically, god! Specifically, um, there was a there was an appreciation thread on Reddit for mm. her. Uh, mm. I can't remember. Someone's got her name in the chat because I'm terrible with names. Somebody. I'm I'm drawing a blank as well. Uh, After three hours, too many things. Uh, is she is she is she Tawa? Is she ta- yeah? Natsuko. Natsuko Isakawa. There you Natsuka, go. Yeah, yeah. Natsuko Isakawa. Yeah. And, and of course, Banriota as well was um, 
the other lead main scenario writer. And Koji with some fucking killer localizations. Those fate names, man. Koji with all the memes. Those, dude, the fucking, the fucking Waking Sands one was... Pray destroy the waking. Pray sands. destroy the waking sands easily. <sighs> of course, Soken as well, who killed it. Yeah, thanks God, Soken. Yes. Oh my that God, that goes without saying every time. <laughs> like, every time, like <laughs> when we finally, finally got that escape track in twinning, I was just like, you know what my reaction was? Oh, thank God, it's not PvP. Okay. <laughs> that was my biggest fear somehow that thing was gonna end up in you thought they were gonna stick it into like pvp or like rival wings somehow or when we know what the song is about it had to be about interdimensional travel because it's an interdimensional sea shanty that's what escape is yeah and the fact that it was that combined with crystal tower and Alexander. as soon as you get in there and you're like oh my god alexander omega crystal tower they're all here we've got the song it fits. It makes sense. Oh my god, fucking genius! Oh. And I think they have to make more dungeons. <laughs> they gotta follow yeah. that up. Yeah. In a patch, and that is oh no boy. easy task. And it's only probably going to be one again. So mm-hmm. that is a. Uh... We are working these people silly, and mm. we appreciate all of it. Oh yeah. yeah, that's kind of that's that's the key point. We appreciate all of it. So mm-hmm. thank you to our patrons for supporting. I'm sure you understand that reading the three or four minute long list of names, which people have requested that we put a credit on the side. You see where the chat is? Move the cre- move the chat down and put a scrolling credit throughout the uh, duration of State of the Realm as opposed to listing at the end. I have heard that. I've heard it for Mondays with Mr. Happy as well. For some reason, OBS keeps crashing when I set it up. So it's still in the works. <laughs> I don't know why OBS crashes every time I try to set scrolling text, but it's really not fucking liking it, and it's pissing me the fuck off. So, with that, I will try again to have that <laughs> next week. Mm. But with a three-hour show, let's go get some food. But first, we have to give yes, everyone the opportunity to say what they're doing, who they are, all that good shit. So you can pog champ all you want. But you can pog champ to Ethos's face while he squeeze a, squeezes a corporate current and explains who he is. Uh, I'm I'm Ethos. That's who I am. I'm squeezing a corporate current. His name is Corey. Um, do you get it? Um, uh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Ethos Asher. Uh, expect some YouTube law stuff. Again, we have to reassess a lot of our first principles. And that means I have to go back and redo a lot of old videos um, to make sure that we're up to speed. So look forward to that. And um, yeah, I'm still streaming Twitch full time. So come check that out as well. And support his YouTube channel on Patreon because of YouTube being YouTube. Yeah, that one. Yeah, He'll, he'll never a- remember to call it out himself. So I'm doing it for him. There is a Patreon link on my YouTube. So check that out as well. Thanks. That's all Thanks, knows. guys. Hey. Love you all. Mwah. <laughs> Okay. Sly, why don't you Hi. tell everyone where they can find you at? Why is your camera fucked up? I had it set up before the stream started, and now it's all fucked up. Nope, there it is. That's weird. I just clicked around different ones. There you go. I fixed it before swapping over. They just had to stare at this for a little bit. Okay. There you go. Well, hi. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. <laughs> Uh, Instagram slash Gary Fox, YouTube.com slash The Velvet Room. 
Um, it's just a lot of Shadowbringers. I started doing Fish and Chill again because I, think I need to fucking level my gatherers and crafters. And Fisher's pretty fucking chill and pretty easy if you do the delivery, so it's not that bad. Um, yeah, a lot of Shadowbringers. That's pretty much it. Like, really, the only other thing to note in July is Three Houses, which I'm really looking forward to. But other than that, yeah. A lot of Shadowbringers. Hey. And, uh, Happy, where can they find you? If I'm telling my cat to please stop scratching the fucking carpet for half the show, because he's impatient waiting for first dinner, because he eats so fast I have to feed the fat fuck in two different sittings so he doesn't throw up from eating too fast. Love you, Aloha. Anyway, you can find me, Mr. Happy1227, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all of those places. And as Sly said, a lot of Shadowbringers as well. Probably be almost exclusively Shadowbringers until after Eden Savage is done, because I'm sure at that point I'll uh, I'll finally try to make some time for other games. The late end of the summer is quite varied. A lot of shit coming out towards late August and throughout all of September. And uh, good God, yeah, especially uh, Dauntless is going to be doing trials soon, and Iceborne will be out, so it'll be a lot of monster hunting by the end of the summer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, God, I can't even name all the things that are coming out in the next couple months after the Shadowbringer stuff Oof. dies down. But until then, guides, videos, podcasts, questions, answers, it's nonstop. So be ready for a lot of it. And I'm almost done with my trusts to 80. So please just stab me in the eyes right now. God bless you, Happy. I said, listen, Urian J is still level 72 because I don't want to fucking use him. You don't have space for him. I don't have space for him because there's only one tank trust. There's three DPS. There's two (laughs) healers. I outpace, I outpace the one healer I'm trying to level. I've gotten almost two jobs to 80 and no trust to 80 in that time. (laughs) So, <laughs> I haven't even started on that. Good ah, fucking man. luck. Hey, the good news is when you get them to eighty, you get to change their outfits. My fan, my my fan creds in his heaven's word outfit, and I don't know what the fuck Reen's gonna wear. Probably just gonna go back to being blonde hair, blue eyed. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do for her. Is she gonna wear a Cilia's outfit? Wasn't Minfilia fifteen when she was called a Cilia? She was somewhere in that yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. <laughs> Maybe they'll just put her in a Cilia's outfit. I don't fucking know. Wouldn't that defeat the whole point of her? I don't know. What else are they going to do? She's, all that's changed is the eyes and the hair. That's all no, changed. give us something different. Give us something unique. No, none of the other ones are unique. <laughs> They're all their old outfits. She's told is going to be her Stormblood outfit. Fucking Ordeon J is probably going to be his Waking Sands giving you EX Primal Quest cutscene. And... It's fine. What are the other ones again? Fucking uh, Alphano is no scarf, and Alice is I don't know. That's it. Maybe she'll wear a cloak from the fucking trailer. Maybe that. Maybe she'll wear a cloak from the trailer. No alt skins. They're not actual glamour. They would not let you glamour a fucking fifteen year old. I can promise you that. <laughs> Somebody brought that up. They're like, why don't they just let you glamour? I'm like. That's why. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. Not a fucking Mm-mm. chance in hell. Mm-mm. That shit ain't happening. So get that shit out of there. So anyway, with that, we are going to go into post-show. Very short one. Thank you, FS, again for joining us. Um, I guess, time. Do we want to do Tuesday or a different day? Uh, drops Tuesday night, right? Yeah, so you won't even be... Aw- well, no, you'll be awake. It'll just be... It'll be like... 
Like, yeah, Tuesday should be fine. It'll be like it, it'll drop at like seven p.m. Yeah. Okay. It should be fine. Yeah, it okay. should be alright. There you go. So we'll do Tuesday again next week for normal mode. So that's good with you, Sly. That is good for me. All right. Confirm next Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, next show. Eden story and anything left over from this week that we didn't get to. So with that, we're going to move on to the post show, and we will see you next week. So thank you. Until then. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. See you next week. Cheerio. Bye-bye.